Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. Now we're back. And you know what? We're back here on the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast where... I am running point. I'm in the driver's seat. You know, me and Swag got a little thing going, kind of like Professor Hawk. They one each person got a hand on the steering wheel. I'm taking full charge. I mean, we didn't see that, but I'm going to take full charge. So today we're doing part two of our Avengers Endgame spoiler review. I'm putting it out there right now. Spoilers. If you guys are here and you've seen the movie, then we're going to talk about it. If you're not here, the be trolls. Fuck you. Let's be honest with you. Fuck you. Because my sister got spoiled in a hair video today. Oh, a hair video. Oh, are you serious? They are putting comments in regular videos just to troll people. So if you're here to get spoilers just to troll people, fuck you. Should we disable the comments? Oh, we don't get much. It's going to be on, this on, the, this on the podcast apps anyway. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there because, you know, y'all are a piece of shit. Let people go in there and be, you know, genuinely surprised about this movie. But, excuse me, I, I had a Thor bird right there. Uh, <laughs> earlier, me and Swag had uh, Shorty B and Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie, giving their thoughts on uh, Endgame. But now, we got the man that paid the bills here. Yes. We got the man that has that awesome production company. Yep. We got Spaces Philly. In the house tonight to talk about Avengers Endgame after seeing it not once but twice. Six hours of his life has already been claimed to Marvel. That's quick. It just came out today. Yeah. To, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like to, it, it just today. did today. Uh, so what's going on, Mark? What is up? What is up? What is up? Oh hi, Mark. We do like uh we do like a secret Santa and someone got me a mug that says hi Mark and it has that dude on it. <laughs> <laughs> you do got that joint every Saturday though, don't you? I just left that joint at work because I have no real purpose for that in my house. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> That's real talk. Real talk. Just keeping it in the beam, just keeping it in the beam. So once again, I gave everybody, we're talking about a whole Avengers Endgame spoilers, things that we liked about the movie, things that we didn't uh-huh. like about the movie, all that great kind of jazz for you guys. Make sure you guys check out uh, Spaces for the Dutch we are a part of. Check out the shows they got up on there, such as the Lulu and Pop show that made a comeback, along with both sides, and the Lulu and Pop horror show. Pretty good stuff. I think it's Horror. Horror stuff? Horror. Yeah, Horror. Oh, oh, my bad. I was listening to the Us. Um, yeah, I, I got to check that one out. Guys. That was good. And then you guys, can, 
Yes, and you guys can find us on there as well. The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, where you know get your nerd and pop culture stuff on, and movie news, along with the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, and then my wife's podcast, Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and the up and coming. Uh, drug thoughts and sober tongue. So we got a lot of great content for you guys. You guys can listen to this podcast on all the podcasts such as Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and of course, if you guys are into on, listen to it on YouTube, make sure you guys check out YouTube Premium, yep. which you have a free trial going out right now that you guys can uh, check out for about a week. Uh, I think it's about four days if you want to sign up for a month. But according to QFlow, if you got Google Play, you got YouTube Premium. I had Google Play. I didn't even know I had YouTube Premium. So I didn't know neither. I still don't have any of them. So. <laughs> Yo, I like YouTube Premium. I just I, I just can't do that price. I think it's way too much money. How much is the price? It's like $12. Yeah, that's a movie ticket. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I can't do that. And yeah. it's like, it's it's sweet and all, but it's like, what? I can like play YouTube while my phone's in, like locked? Like, exactly. That's, that's cool. Nothing like watching a video without the video on the screen. <laughs> exactly. For $13 a month, you could do that. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Avengers Endgame, this, this is the final one, as we already know already. So, Mark says, we haven't talked to you already. We already got me your Swag's overall thoughts. Real quick, before we go deeper into this, I want to know your overall thoughts about the movie going in. You know, your hype level, and then you finally going in and coming out. So uh, I like to consider myself a measured man. You know, I, uh, I like to set expectations. Um, I like to uh, control the fire, if you will. So going into Avengers Endgame, I had seen um, the first preview trailer. And then I saw like the first like trailer number one. And then I was good. Like I didn't need to see anything else after that because I was already on board with the game. Honestly, they could have just showed me the title and the date. And I would have been there in my swimwear with my car ready to go, just like take my money. That's what you gotta do. So, yep. yep. Um, I knew it was gonna be epic when um, AMC app crash, Bandingo crash, and luckily the coalition came through for your boy because it was hard getting tickets the first day. <laughs> yeah. He deducted. Uh, it was deducted the tax. It was real. Yeah. <laughs> It was real, and like I think when that hits, it's, it's kind of hard not to feel the hype. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of hard not to go into this movie thinking it's gonna be amazing. You know? Uh huh. It's eleven years in the making. Um, I would say Avengers: Infinity War was an amazing film, but it was very, it's a very hard film to watch because the villain wins, you know, like Thanos is the hero. He is, it's his, it's, it's his hero story and that. So we get into Endgame and I described it to my creative partner, Derek from the Mark and Dark show. Also the life of Kofi, the web series coming to you soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that Endgame, it gives you what you want, but not the way you want it. It gives you everything you want. Endgame is like a is like it's like a parent who never lets you down. They may not get you the sneakers you wanted, but you still have fly sneakers. They wasn't getting you bobos. And they probably didn't make the meal you wanted that night, but you wasn't eating beef stew. You know what I mean? Like they gave you everything you wanted, but not the way you wanted it. You know what I mean? And I, I just upon the second watch, I gotta say, man, I really love this movie. 
That's good. I really love this movie. I really love this movie because because they they did some things that I didn't agree with, but yeah. and they did and they took some leaps with logic that I allowed them because of their eleven years of um, plot that they're wrapping up in this Infinity Saga. They were excused in a way. Up. Yeah, there's definitely they're asking for a lot from the viewer um, to overlook. I feel like, but I overlooked it because I just feel like they earned it. They earned it with eleven years. I mean, I was still in my twenties when this, when like these movies started. You know what I mean? Yes. I was, so mm-hmm. it's. I think I, I think it's the best finale we'll probably ever get. What I would agree that this will probably be the best finale we're gonna get of a superhero film, like especially because you know it's like on that Return of the King type level of you know going out. Type thing, so it's like uh, I'm hoping Star Wars can do the same thing. I really hope so. Or episode I nine. I, I mean, I, I am not. I am not. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I, I, <laughs> I just say I, I, I'm, I'm not swimming in deep water with that. I'm just saying. Yep. But uh, I I do get what you mean when it comes to like finales. I think when it comes to superhero finales, they can't top this. Yeah. And after seeing that last hour. With really me being on the edge of my seat yeah. for that whole last hour, and just Disney showing that they don't know what budget is exactly <laughs> at, at all. What? It's like how much money <laughs> do y'all have? They got all the money. <laughs> so I wrote down a little outline. Uh, Swag had his way of going about it earlier. I'm gonna do it a little bit my way this way. So, uh, it's Avengers in game was clocking in at three hours. Yep. Three, Three hours and two minutes. I two say. minutes, and I'm just. And you know what? We in there. I ain't moved not one time. However, the air conditioning was hot the first time we went. It was. And, yeah. It was. And, 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 and me, Swag, and Mark was all the same thing. And I was. I felt bad. Mark, he had that flannel on. Exactly. I was like, I felt all that in my body. Yeah. Yep. Kind of but you know what? Uh, a lot of people was talking about the first forty-five minutes was that slow burn until we got to like Japan, which so I picked it up for some people. So I mean, I'm going go to break down the character stuff like that, but I, I want to get uh, your thing, Mark, real quick. And also, I didn't actually want to this earlier. When it comes to, did it feel at all like a slow burn to you? Like, was it because once again we just came off of Infinity War, and if we, if we are kind of spoiled off of Age of Ultron, then when these Avengers movies start off, they start off kick ass. Even yeah. the first Avengers, like when, when all Shield blew up, yeah, and it was just like so we already in there. We didn't have it this time. It was more character driven, more character stuff like that. So, did did you guys feel like feel the slow burn? I'm gonna start with you, Mark, first. Um, I felt like the pacing was pretty good throughout the whole entire film, personally. I didn't, like the, we're doing spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah. oh, spoiler, once again, people, we get into it, yep. it's spoilers, so go right ahead. I'm pretty sure they hacked Thanos' head off in the first 30 minutes of this movie. Yep. No, you are wrong, 15. It was the first 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. That's so how threw me off. I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like what kind of like what kind of movie is this? Like what's going what's and I had some theories going into it and I kind of felt like there's only so many ways they can go with it. But I personally think didn't think I could see why people would think it slowed down, but I think they were just trying to like lay on the gravity 
and like letting it sink in that like they had to sit with this L for five years. Yeah, it's to me. It just oh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna swag go ahead. Go, oh, go I was gonna go. let you continue whatever because you sound like you had a great point about to come up. <laughs> I, I was just saying it don't it. I agree with Mark on it. They had to take this L five years, but it didn't find a convincing L to me. Okay. Um, at, uh, looking at the creative mm. writing uh, yeah. spectrum, um, I feel like the other Avenger movies, like, you had to start off with a bang to get the viewer interested. Yeah. Uh, even the casual viewer. Like, they don't know what this is about. All right, let's hit them with a bang. This is what the <laughs> Avengers, this is where we're going to be leading on to. Mm. Whereas, um, as in this movie, you had to know where you you had to see Infinity War to watch this. Yeah, there, it, it goes hand in hand. So that's why I feel like it had to do the slow burn. It had to do the more drama aspect. Yeah, of, um, of this story. And honestly, I enjoyed it for what it was because mm. I'm more of a, I, I like story just like you. Yeah, I like story driven and like character driven, which. I appreciate the character-driven. Uh, we'll get later yeah. uh, on to that. Well, yeah. well actually, it's going to bring, bring me to my first point, mm-hmm. and that's about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So Captain Marvel obviously is in this movie, but she's not in it that much, right. which I am actually don't have a problem with at all. Mm-hmm. But one of my issues I mentioned on part one of the podcast, which I, I want to know if Mark feels the same way. So we've seen the, we've seen the post-credit scene from Captain Marvel, and she comes down there, and she wants to know who has the pager. I have said this so many times that the threat did not seem intimate. And even with that, even with the storytelling and the way they wrote out the movie and edited the movie, when Hawkeye's family disappeared, the title screen shows up and they're already playing that, that song in the background. I was like, y'all didn't give that enough time to breathe or mellow out at all. Like That could have came up like a little eerie quiet and then they could have showed the ship and then they could have played the song. They played it right over the song. It's like it, it, the, the tone was unbalanced. And, uh, I, and I still felt that Captain Marvel coming, saving Tony, bringing him back down, arguing, going to get down, cutting his head off. I was just like, wow. I mean, all that in 15 minutes, I get it. But I, I felt as though that, once again, the threat wasn't imminent enough because I still think that they did not do a good job illustrating that what Thanos really did. It, it fucked the Avengers up. But did, Avengers been fucked in Age of Ultron. They've been fucked in Civil War. Yeah. They fucked in Infinity War. It doesn't matter. But they didn't really show that this is going. This is a universal thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that right there is. I would have actually taken that build up, and we get to the whole Thanos thing, head chopping off, even thirty minutes into the movie, opposed to fifteen, to have a little bit of extra time to build. And I think it probably would have picked up the pace a little bit more for people that wouldn't like it. But how do you feel about that, Mark? Um, <coughs> I feel like, I feel like what we, what we really got with Endgame is technically we got two movies uh-huh. and instead of them dividing it up and like doing like the part one, part two, they just made a three hour long ass movie. So I feel like what the, 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 who, what they were trying to tell and how they were trying to show like the levels of conflict and how people were dealing with it. I think they did it in the right amount of time. Like when you say you don't feel like they lost, or like you don't feel like the urgency of it, I can't I can't agree with you at all because it was like yo people are gone like like even to the point where I mean it's a little bit more evident when like when Scott Lang comes back, but like there's just trash on the side of the streets because there's not enough people to like work the systems. 
Yeah, but we didn't get see what I was saying about that in the beginning. It's like I'm not talking about the Avengers because the way it made it seem like it was an Avengers problem. But even when you know we just his sister, the thing just happened, and I'm like, okay, the Avengers need to get back to the Avengers base because they was they was all really in just Wakanda. They had to get back to the Avengers base. Even a news thing in the back could have shown uh, school bus drivers is being dusted. People put fire the plane, even though they showed that in a little post credit thing at Infinity War. It's like they have really just lost control, and this is a really a universal problem to the point is now because I was thinking how to get the pager. That's the only thing those questions going through my mind. Once again, they leave so many plot holes to the point where I'm just like, you're forgiven because you've done this for 11 years and you've earned that right to do that. But in a in a, any other movie. Those questions come to my head, and I want to see them more played out. But I, I kind of hold Endgame to a higher standard because it is the Endgame. And we've been building up 11 years with this. And even though I I shit on Door to Dark World a lot, Marvel has never really failed us in the MCU. They really have told one good, cohesive story. And it keeps getting better and better by each of the sequels and stuff. And I felt as though that when you finally get to this end game, you're going to make it three hours, there is no room for mistakes. Right. See, I don't take it as a mistake. I think showing how they got the pager would just be a waste of screen time. But I, like, see- I don't need her. I don't need to see them getting it. I'm pretty sure they would have just like, where's Fury? Let's track his car. Oh, Fury's dusted. There's the pager. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily like need to see them do that for them to do it. You know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. like, when you see like a villain planning something, sometimes you don't need to see them doing the action if you see the results from the action. So from like a production standpoint, it just makes sense on like don't waste that screen time when you can be using it to like explore character development or to give us like an action piece or something. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't I wasn't too mad about stuff like that. I do have I feel like there are parts where they were asking for us to take a lot of leaps in logic, but um, that wasn't part in my mind that wasn't part of that leap like when they talk about the like the stuff with um nebula to me was a leap for real for real Uh (laughs) and i just had a hard time rocking with everything nebula did for the most part i i I can agree with you we we will get to that all that in a minute first person i will start off with also talk about captain america which we found is the mvp of this movie yeah if anybody who listens to our older podcast knows I am a Team Tony fan all the way to the to, to the grave. Mm-hmm. I followed that man all the way to the grave. Yep. I have not turned back, but however, this movie actually made me like Captain America. In other words, it made him worthy. It made him worthy yeah, so, for me. Yeah, for you I was mere near if you want to touch me. You know what I'm saying? You will, cra- you will <laughs> grab me. You got to be worthy. So, uh, yeah, Looking back at what you said earlier, uh-huh. I really started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, he... He built up to his worthiness in this movie. Exactly. Um, knowing about it, I was like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Self-reflection and all that. Uh-huh. So I, was- and I love how Cap, like I said earlier, Cap had the self-reflection, and I and I love how that he he's really trying to right the wrongs, and he finally grabbed Mirnir, and I was just like, damn, that's badass. I can't even get mad at that. I can't, no matter what I do, get mad at that. And I think... The send off was nice. I I read people that that, don't, that did that didn't like the send off really, mm-hmm. but I thought it was nice. Once if you ignore the time travel, 
But yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That context. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that was a plot hole. I, uh, uh, but so, I'm going to go with you, my boy. One of the funny things with um, Steve Rogers and his Super Soldier Serum, um, depending <laughs> on which comic you're in, kind of dictates how strong it is and what it can and can't do. Um, so I like so I was telling my buddy Derek, I'm like, hey, because we were all trying to like predict the plot, and I was just like, hey, Tony's going to die because the Avengers has nothing been has been nothing more than a Tony Stark's arc from beginning to end, and it's just basically telling one long Tony Stark story on him just trying to get redemption for, I guess, being a, a warmonger earlier in his life for the most part. And I knew that Steve Rogers was done because Homeboy wasn't signing no more contracts. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't kill Captain America because if they were going to do that, they wouldn't do it here. They would do it somewhere else. And technically, you can kill Tony Starks and not kill Tony Starks. So I was like, how would they do it? I was like, well, they would probably, they would probably make him old. I thought they were going to leave him in another dimension. However, having him travel back in time and having, like, technically saying his super soldier serum would age him, technically isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Technically, he would, he would, he would age out eventually. He, I don't, I don't think he ages much slower than humans. But then, then again, I've never really seen a super. Um, I've never really seen like the future Captain America and continuity. To see how much different it is, I know I, I do believe he will. He would age slower, but I don't think it would be. I don't know the timing, and that's a little wonky. Yeah. I think yeah. he ages slower because in one comic he lost the serum and just was old. It was old, yeah. But I mean, yeah, when they took it out of him, he was super old, and he was just running shield, looking like um, was it Robert um, Robert Redford? Yeah, Robert Redford. Yeah, who came back for his final cameo in this movie? But uh, you know that would have. I mean, we could we could have a whole. Another podcast about the plot holes because it wasn't about the aging that bothered me, because it was it, it was in my head. I'm like, so if the 20th century got Captain America, right, there would be no shield, right. If there's no shield, there's no Hydra. So exactly. if there's no Hydra, there's no Howard Stark. There's no Howard. Stark. You know, it's it's like the things yeah. are trickling down, and I'm like, I'm trying to see how all this is playing that, out. That's where I was like, yeah, time travel's a tricky thing. It is. It's a tricky so with the movie, but I thought it was a great send off. As we know, we got Sam Wilson's going to be the new the new cat. Clarence. So. <laughs> so so we gonna have angry angry black cat. That's what. That's the first that's time he smiled since Winter Soldier. It is. Because <laughs> he, he, he he finally got noticed about something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did y'all read the Black Captain America storyline in the um in the comic books? I did not read it. The only thing I've read mostly from Black Cap was when I was reading, because uh, I read Civil War II, mm-hmm. read the first Civil War when he was around. He, he was around, he did a little small thing in, in the shadows of Young Avengers. So I didn't read too much uh, of Sam Wilson's Captain America. I read something. Uh, he was talking to someone who's saying, uh, "I'm not that cat." Something along the lines of like that. So I don't. Remember a lot that. of um, a lot of um, black cat stuff was for like black people. Like he was fighting for a lot of like like rights, and uh-huh. he was catching he was catching smooth hell because he was black. Because I personally hate Sam Wilson as a character. I kind of think he's a little bit of step and fetch, but. Um, he really won me over with that Captain America run. Oh, uh, you know, because it's all about who writes it. Really. it, it I yeah. agree because yeah. I'm gonna say because I I agree with you with the step and fetch it. I do agree with you because I, I I told you earlier I always like Rhodey and Tony yep. opposed to Sam and Cat. Yeah. So uh, 
yeah, I do get get, get with the with the step and fetch it. But to, to keep things going, Tony Stark has a this is this is his final showing yeah. in this movie, and I thought he brought it. Yeah, I thought he a brought game, it. A, a game from Cap and Tony's. Uh, yeah, uh, both like they brought their best. They brought the best, and I I I enjoyed that Tony got to reconcile with his dad. Yep. I enjoyed that Tony he don't have some little family like he's finally like, I'm selling I'm done mm-hmm. with all this kind of stuff and he even though he was still kind of playing that time travel stuff in the background he's like look I put a pen it's, it's done I really enjoyed him and Cap it still felt a little bittersweet to me maybe because I, I, I'm too over ambitious of what I want mm-hmm. kind of like what Mark was saying that it's like I'm not always there when you call but I'm always on time yep they they gonna give me what I they gonna give me what I want the way I want it yeah so that that's what it was, but the first interaction between him and Cap mm-hmm. was this was this movie magic to me, <laughs> and that's and, and that could be that could be my biases no no but, I, I felt the same way but I was that just to I was just like in my chair like everybody nerding out at the end I'm like I'm nerding out over this yeah. I'm like, I said, I've been waiting for this since 2016 <laughs> so I've been waiting for this kind of interaction so. Uh, Mark, I can get, get your take on how Tony did his final stand in this movie. Um, you saying his final stand against um, Thanos? Well, I, I'm sorry, but in general, his, his character, everything about him in the movie, him getting the record side was that him getting the, you know, like overturn all the stones that he overturned, like, turn them back over. Yeah, I mean. It's it's always been the Tony Stark show. I mean, these films they started off with Iron Man back in you know two thousand what two thousand eight or yep, something like 2008, that. Um, yeah. And I think it also is like a redemption story for Robert Downer Jr. because before he was playing Iron Man, he wasn't really seen as like that blockbuster actor. He was he came off of a lot of drug problems and he had a lot of things going on in his personal life, and no one was really speaking Robert Downey Jr. as an actor before this. And I think it just coincides, like, I mean, if Robert Downey Jr. never acted in another film again, I wouldn't be mad at him. Because he put together such a piece of work that I believe he is Tony Stark. Like, I believe he's that smart that he can, you know, figure time travel while not really trying to figure time travel while putting his kid to bed. You know what I mean? Like, I believe he can do that stuff. I believe he can create new elements on a whim because... He's just brilliant. Like, I love the character he portrayed from beginning to end. Um, even when I wasn't supposed to like him, I still liked him. You know, I, I like that they were fucking with that Gen 1. Well, I guess it's Gen 2 suit with the um, red chest and yellow sleeves, like old school Iron Man from the cartoon. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was definitely, definitely fucking. The only thing I, I can't bump with Tony Stark with is his facial hair choices. But I mean, you know, all of our heroes can't be gods. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta like, you know, bring it down some point. But his goatee is is outrageous. I hate that joint. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just, hey man, look, Tony Stark is shocked. I was like, I'll get it if I can ever grow facial hair. <laughs> yes, keep old you, bro. Yep. So, <laughs> so what, just what, what? shave, shave every day. He'd be good. Shave. So, so real quick, you. I got a little bit of it, but I still want to get your Tony Stark feelings. Is yeah. especially being a team cap guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the past um, three years, Tony Stark was down there perfect. Um, Mark nailed it right on the head. Uh, Anytime I see Robbie Downey Jr., I, he is Tony Stark. They I, made the cartoons after him now. Exactly right. Like, yeah. at, at, like in the comics, when I'm reading 
uh, the comic books of Tony Stark, I hear it in his voice. I'm reading every line in my head. And That's how it was in Civil War Two. I was reading. It's it. like I can't get him out of my head. He painted that picture perfectly of Tony Stark to the point where they cannot recast him at all. Do not make don't don't make a reboot. Don't do anything. Uh huh. So I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is done with Tony Stark. You know what? I don't, I don't I, think he's done at all. I, I I know there's avenues for him to come back. I don't think he'll come back the way we want him to come back, but I think there's definitely avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you know what? Because his character is so good. It reminds me of Harrison Wells of Flash. Yeah. He was so good in the Flash TV series, they did not want to Harrison Wells go. Okay. Each season, they found something new for him to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I, I see that with, with Tony Stark and... With this whole thing of the time travel, which, like I said, it's going to take a whole other thing for a different uh, video. But there is a way, because I was doing some more research, that he can come back if he wants to or see fit or even be like the new Friday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking he, was, he would probably be the new Friday, if anything, because yeah. that's what he yeah. was for a while when he um, when he died in Civil War. He died in Civil War Two. Yeah. Yeah. But, Wait, he died in Civil War too? Because that's not that's good. what when I read. <laughs> I no, know. I mean the way they the way they made it seem like he died, but I guess they kept his 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 body preserved somehow. He in was Civil in like, War too. He was like Walt Disney. Yeah, like no one knew where his body was, but his consciousness was his consciousness was was, was which was what was physical in the Marvel universe. So Tony Stark's was gone for like a year and a half, two years. And it was just the iron heart in his consciousness. He was basically like, he was basically like Friday. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah. That. I don't okay. remember that. I, 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 I got to read it over again. there. I got to read. Yeah. I got to read it again. Uh, go to, to finish out the Trinity. Thor took a surprising turn that we was not expecting in this movie. Yeah. Uh, as he went to go, you know, as they built the new Asgard in Norway, which was in the comics. Uh, so they did that the Norwegian and then uh, Valkyrie is there with the rest of the Asgardian people but he is still going through the state of depression still going through this like even him killing things and going for the head it still just didn't heal anything didn't change anything and the Thor just got fat carved from the beard and just got got fat gained all his weight and I'm just like I was shocked to actually see Thor go in that, in that way and not only was I shocked to do that he was that throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Now I was more shocked at the fact that they didn't make him thin real quick. Yeah. I I thought when he summoned the power of you know the God of Thunder and he got he had uh, Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. I'm like, well, you know, God, that's gonna slim all this. We could braid his beard. He could slim them all out, right? He said, nope. Take you as you want. He was like, Dad, Bob with axes. What's good? This <laughs> <laughs> IKEA shelf together. What's up? Now, I I personally, uh, not only did I think that Thor was shocking, it made sense to me, having Thor, um, having Thor become the fat Thor. Yeah. He is, the fat depressed Thor, because he really, again, from Ragnarok to now, he lost everything. Yes. Well, literally even, even back everything. to, Thor's whole storyline has been about loss. Right. I mean, that's how he met the Avengers in the first place when he <laughs> lost the power to be Thor. Yep. And then you get to the Dark Worlds and he loses his mom. I think his dad went to the Odin sleep in Dark Worlds too. Or maybe not. Uh, he lost his... Yeah, he lost his mom. Thought he lost Loki. Yeah. And, he thought he lost Loki. I know. I think his dad was... I don't know. I remember his dad went to the Odin sleep at one point. Uh, then, uh, uh, are you talking about comics or movies? 
Are you talking about comics or movies? Oh, it was Odyssey yeah. for the second one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then his dad died in the third one, and he lost. Um, he lost um, Valhalla, or not Valhalla? My bad. What is it again? Um, shit, I can't think right now. Mjolnir. He lost Mariner. Damn, they did lose Mariner. Yeah. And he lost Asgard. And then when you get to Infinity War, he lost Hymnal. And he lost his brother. Yo, he has been doing nothing but taking L's from movie to movie to movie. And then out of anyone, he blames himself the most. Yeah. Because he didn't go for the head. And then when he did go for the head, it's, it just wasn't sad. It, it wasn't a satisfaction. So having Thor in this state, it made sense to me. Yeah, you know what's kind of funny is that um, a lot of people in the comics. I hate to always reference back, but that's where my bread and butter is. That's where I usually go to. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor is one of the people that's that's there at the end of all things Marvel, at like the end of time when there's yeah. like when it when it gets to like the end of the timeline. Like Thor is one of the people that that that's going to be there. Yeah, I read that mm-hmm. in a couple issues. I know uh, Uncanny Avengers. He was the last one to live. Yeah, mm. Thor's gonna be there. Wolverine would be there for a little bit. I think Doctor Doom is there. Um, I think Thanos might be there. I don't know. It depends on which one you read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it was uh it was shocking, but I like how they kept the the Thor Ragnarok Thor. Yeah. yeah. In there, it was like this one made money. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep that one let's there. Let's push him there. Um, uh, now, uh, quick question. I'm sorry. Sure. Quick question. Out of the Trinity, who you think had the better story arc in this movie? Cat. I pers- I was going to say Cat. I mean, no, no, it, it's Cat. It, it was like... I, was, I think... I, I argue say this is the best written Cat we ever had since the first Avengers. I would say this is the best written Cat, period. Okay. Because I... Uh, my, since the first Captain America. I'll put it that so, way. Because okay. after that first Captain America movie... Mm-hmm. I was I really couldn't stand them. Okay. Because after the, after the first I liked him in the first one. I loved him in this one. But from Winter Soldier to like now, yeah. I couldn't stand him because he was just you know, he wasn't a man he, he didn't come off as a man lost in time, a man, man lost in time anymore. He came off like a silent arrogant asshole to me on a lot of things. And I and I felt as though like I said he did decisions more for himself than for the team. Yeah. And like I said, once again, but since, you know, he's Captain America in the comic books, in the TV shows, in the movies, he's always portrayed in that mom's apple pie light. Yeah. And I never liked it. So I think this was the best story. I just, because it, I, when I watched this, it didn't change the way I felt about Tony. When I watched the movie, it didn't change the way I felt about Thor. This changed the way I felt about Cap. Mm-hmm. I would say, how about you, Mark? Um, I feel like, I feel like we've been getting the same Captain America from beginning to end. He's always been um, the same person to me. Like, he's always been, like, believing in humanity and the greatness of it to the point that it's a fault. To the point where he's, like, naive about it and it makes him make stupid decisions. Because he would never lay down the life for one, for all. You know what I mean? He'll, He'll always try to find another way. And I think he's never he's never lost before. He's never come to a problem that he really couldn't fix before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So by them taking that L in Infinity War, I think that really that really like humbled him on some levels. I can I can agree uh, with that. I think that's what made him even more worthy 
um, to actually like, you know, hold 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 the hammer. But one of the things that I I, I did like about Cap is getting to see him fight younger Cap. You did see the progression of the character. Yes. Where yeah. even he saw younger Cap and he was annoyed. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah you know, as, as I was told. You're, yeah. You're, you're true blue American. I get it. But you know what? Just chill out. Just relax, man. There's so much more to it than this. Yeah. And I think that's what made him stay behind when he was done putting everything back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to another character that I think failed, and that's the Hulk. Mark. Oh, Ruff- you like the Hulk? Not. I can't yeah, get over. I, I, I was disappointed with him. I was well. dis- I was very disappointed with, with, with Professor Hulk in this movie. So we finally get it. For those who don't know who Professor Hawk in the comics, it's a merge between Bruce Banner and uh, Hawk and Gray Hawk kind of a thing to make this very smart, intelligent version of the Hawk. In the comic books, he's not as strong as other Hawks, but of course we're, we're doing going by MCU standards here. So it, it's the mixture of Bruce Banner with the regular Hawk. They were saying, and he, to me, for for it being a Hawk, he didn't do what I asked him to do. It's the only thing I felt as though in the movie that. What the Russos gave me, I was not pleased with at all about that. Mark, I'm curious to get your take. We were talking about this at the back of the movie theater a little bit before your wife cut us off. So, you know, uh, I want to know your thoughts on the Hulk, Professor Hulk in this movie. Um, I wasn't a fan of Professor Hulk, but I don't think we were supposed to be a fan of Professor Hulk. And I think that's one of the things that's like, so we have Bruce Banner who is played by, um, what's the actor's name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I like Mark Ruffalo. I like Bruce Banner. And then we saw these different versions of the Hulk. Especially, like, we can get, like, super enraged Hulk when we see him in, like, Age of Ultron when he's, like, fighting Iron Man. And then we can see, like, this kind of weird, like, baby Hulk in um, Thor Ragnarok, kind of like Bro-Hulk a little bit. Yeah. And this Hulk seemed to be a merger of smart hawk and bro hawk like he was just like a smart kind of a broy dude in a way kind of zen-esque um i wasn't mad at him i think if that was what professor hawk was going to be like he would kind of be like that i'm glad he wasn't as big as the regular hawk because professor hawk is known for being a lot smaller and not as strong as yes. like a hawk like a regular hawk he's kind of he's he can still hold his own he's more of like your totally awesome hawk where he can he can hawk out but generally he wouldn't because if he was the hawk out he would lose his, his intelligence yeah um i think that i don't i think what made it really weird is that mark mark ruffalo does weird things with his mouth and to see it he do big lips yeah with such big hands it was just weird. He I, he do do that. I just can't get over like when they were talking in the office. Why walk walk walk? Why you think you're going to do? You just think we try to take off handle? I was like, God, you uh, sound nerdy. Yes, <laughs> shut up, please. I wish they would have like did something to his voice. But even even it now when when we get Hulk movies or we read in comic books about Hulk and I mean <clears throat> there's so many things that the Hulk is known for doing, and I'm like. Watch this movie, especially when we get to because we were talk about the final battle and all that stuff. There was just no hulking moments in each Avengers movie. There's always that scene 
that is always the scene stealer or so every time you know when this thing hits that that theme is just playing it gets you riled up and the first one is when we going in the circle and they all form for the avengers the second one had to seek had sequelitis it had to do that rock shit and <laughs> add it on i was like y'all fuck things up that's they was about they all fighting the robots yeah. in the little cave uh if any wars when thor came to save wakanda i know your dad doesn't like it mark Wakanda. So, <laughs> but when Thor, yeah, when Thor came down and, and saved Wakanda, and in, in this one, of course, it was Avengers Assemble, but there was just this movie set up for a rematch between Hulk and Thanos. It didn't even have to be long. It didn't have to be no, you know, uh, Ali and Frazier. It didn't have to be no, you know, Floyd Pacquiao. Same length as Captain Marvel and Thanos. It could have been. I would have been satisfied. But it for him not to go at least attempt. Because he got lost in the battle. He's the Hulk. And I'm like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I'm just saying, he just got lost in the battle, that, which really bothered me. And he just never seemed like a threat. Even when he got really angry when, uh you know, Black Widow died, gets in also. It's just that he just never went to that next level for me to just fuck it all. We in the, we, we in the final movie. Yeah. I think that's more of Mark Ruffalo's character because... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bruce Banner as a mm. character. Um, I feel like they should have illustrated this better because in the first Avenger, he said, I'm always angry. I feel like this movie, he tried to calm himself down to the point where it's like, I'll still be at ease and and have full control at the same time. Um, even, even, even at the first Hawk movies, the Hawk has never been a well-explained character to me. Because mm-hmm. in, the, in the first Hawk movie that they don't even talk about no more, he can control it. If that's what Ed, uh, Edward Norton wrote. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, in Avengers, I'm always angry. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, I need a lullaby. Mm-hmm. And then Infinity War, in, in Dora Ragnarok, I don't want to help out Banner. I do, it's, it's, it's so yeah. much up and down with, with, with him. But uh, how about... In, uh, that, that's, how, that's how I feel, Mark, because there, there was just no... Thanos interaction. He got my man got two piece. Literally got got two. fucked up. <laughs> it was more than two. He, <laughs> he had it, a full planet. Exactly. <laughs> and we and we have not seen that same Hawk yet. Still ain't come back. And I'm like, not one time you won't, you don't go out there and dance like this. Oh, I remember. At least get a hit in on him or something. Like you said, collect your receipt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the MCU Hawk has always been a watered down Hawk, just to be like. Just, just keeping it 100. Yeah. He's never been um, the full Hawk. I think the closest we've ever seen to, like, the full Hawk would be that really bad Ang Lee Hawk movie where he was pretty much unstoppable. Like, the matter he got, the bigger he got. That's kind of yeah. how the real Hawk really operates. Like, he doesn't he doesn't really he doesn't really stop once he, like, once the ball gets going. Um, the thing with this one, though, and I think that they just didn't need to, I didn't need the Thanos and Hulk rematch. Why? I think the Hulk. Because I just didn't need it. Because I, that's not that's not life. You know what I mean? Like, I think what worked well is it showed that the Hulk was on the same level as Thanos by being able to perform the snap and still be alive. Which, as we can see, kind of a difficult thing to pull off. Kind of a hard thing to do. So the fact that he was able to do it, I don't think a lot of people will understand how much that means. And I think it will make people put a little bit more respect on Thanos' name for how formidable Thanos is 
as a villain because he didn't have the stones for a long time and he was giving everyone he was serving everyone cake so with that i just i just i just necessarily need that rematch it wasn't it wasn't that important to me i mean i can i can kind of get what you're saying but that's why i just dis- i disagree because they have done so many things you know put little hints in there of something and even when Tony Stark cut him in Infinity War, Doctor Strange, he was meant to see that, to know yeah. I can beat this guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 they, they, they called back to that. They did a lot of callbacks to this. And even with them in the in the promotional videos and talk to the Russo brothers, it's like, we never seen the Hulk get fucked up like this. Even in the first Avengers movie where him and Thor have a match, it's like, oh, wow, we don't got to revisit this again. Yeah. But he gave him a punch like, all right, you hit me with that millionaire, you got me. Yeah. But here go your hit back. Okay. That's that's what I'm I'm talking about. I didn't have to necessarily see, but even at a time where Dan's about to snap again, I'm like, it could have came in there. The crowd, the, the theater would have went crazy anyway if it would have happened. And he could have gave him a good punch or something like that, knowing that I'm still here. But he barely took out anything yeah. in that whole final battle. So I was like, why are you here? Yeah. That he brought back everyone. Like, I think you're really underestimating, like, what that what that was. Like, he was the reason there was a Braveheart-style battle at the end of it. He gave so much in that scenario that I just I just think it was just more nuanced to him just punching people. He's smart now. Like, yes, that's not his steez. If that was Old Hawk, I think Old Hawk would have ran on, into the battlefield and tried to, like, square up with him. And Old Hawk probably would have got dealt again because Thanos is again no joke. But I just think like this Hawk was—he just shows you the level of power that he was at by being able to bring everyone back. And then he still went to the battle and fought with his like super tiny arm. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that, that suit, yeah, that, 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 it, it was looking like a Paul Orndorff arm. Uh, going into the next, uh, Hawkeye's back. And, we didn't do Black Widow. Oh, we, we definitely did. I yeah. skipped over it. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've read it wrong on this you, one. Yeah, I thought you were doing it. Um, I thought you were just tying into it. Uh, no, okay, yeah, so so Black Widow's movie, which I think Scarlett Hayes did the best acting that she ever did. Absolutely. In any movie that she ever done, ever. Yeah, so, so, so. How, 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 y'all, 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 I, I liked her in the, in the Don John movie. I got to see that. I didn't see that. I liked her in Don John. I liked John. her accent. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I thought she was really... Uh, Good and sexy in that movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, oh, I never seen her play this yeah. kind of character before, yeah. and uh, but other than that, you know, there was there's, there's something much about Scarlett Johansson that just jumps out at me other than Home Alone three. So I'm surprised at that one. <laughs> the it you referred to is my look. I, I don't know. It, it, I was just like, it was funny to me. She was funny to me. But uh, uh, her so Black Widow has this arc, and I, I felt her pain in this movie, and I felt everything that she was hanging hanging on and I, honestly everybody kept, ta- everybody kept talking about it I didn't see the death coming I didn't see it because I said it as a joke just to uh, piss flow the rookie off but actually I'm like did I actually call that did I speak it into existence this, this, <laughs> because I was like I had no clue because I thought they were talking about a movie for her so I was I definitely thought they were going to bring her back or something I heard the yeah. movie was a prequel so it kind of you know but, it, but even still I was just like damn I'm starting to like you because I this Hawkeye shit, mm-hmm. they have been teasing his death forever. And I was like, he he, he finally get it because I felt as though the Hawkeye Ronan thing in this movie mm-hmm. was like the Quicksilver thing in Age of Ultron. 
it didn't work. Okay. So we went off him. And then Dump turned around and killing uh, Black Wood. I was just like, damn. <laughs> just when it started to like her. Just when I saw it, I was like, damn. She goes, no. she's hurting. I give it. I give credit to the direct, uh, uh, the Russo brothers for that scene. Because that was just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it yeah. was a seesaw of emotions going like, who is going to yeah. get it? And it, I, it was like, I saw it coming with them going to view me together. But it didn't click like. One of them has. They to almost me. recorded like a joke because when, yeah. when, when he said somebody got to die, you just see them both sitting there like, "Well, yeah." They, I saw her sitting there, and he's just pacing back and forth. Like, I was like, "They got to be something yeah. else, right?" I was like, like, "I was like, are they gonna kick Red Skull? Try to like talk to them? <laughs> like, hey man, tell me about your life. Kick. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I fell for you, and I was like, I, I literally thought that Hawkeye was gonna be like, "Well, I'm not gonna do bow and arrows no more. Just throw that shit over the side." I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think. Like you could just kill yourself and it will work. Like I, I, I thought you had to throw away something you loved. I think that, that's why I was but, so yeah, confused but, 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 by but, it. But 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 he had to let go. He killed her. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I know, but like they were both jumping off. So like, if Hawkeye would have just jumped off and he would have just been chalked, like would that still have worked, or would he just have been dead? I would say so because they said equal exchange. It could just be a life or a life. Okay. So if you love your life, you just jump, else. and they then the stone will still come. Uh huh. Yeah, the stone will still come if you love your. Technically, she's not dead. Technically, she's in the soul stone, in the soul world. In the soul, yeah, which we could yeah. we, we, we could tack into. Oh yeah. We could tack to it just because we already had a lot of other yeah, shit. That, that, that's too much to go into. It, it's exactly. But uh, so but how'd you like the Black Widow arc in the movie? You was you was fine with it. I mean. I'm cool with it. Um, it makes sense that she would die. She's been in the movies the longest since, like, like I think who has the most amount of screen time in like these movies, or who's been in the like been in the longest. It's like Tony Stark and Black Widow because she showed up in Iron Man too. You know, mm-hmm. alongside like with like Pepper Pot. So it made sense for her to go. I I just don't know what they're gonna do with this movie. I, I in a way, I kind of I really just kind of don't care. Like Hawkeye and Black Widow, they're cool to me, but in the grand scheme of things, they're just they're just spies. Yeah. Thank you. And it's Somebody really hard said for me it. To care about them when like there's dudes who can like summon lightning from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my wife heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't really care. Like when they, I, I felt for them, but I was just like, oh well. I mean, you know. People die every day, dog. That's just LA. You know what I mean? Like, yo, change them off the Oakland Bridge. Yeah, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she sacrificed to save us. Yes. <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> exactly. So, so speaking it of which, it could have been either one. I could, it it could have been Hawkeye. I still would have felt the same. Like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, we all call him Hawkeye. So, I guess we, we all agree that we didn't like the Ronin. Give you, it, you didn't like the Ronin. I, I just stuck with it. I, I didn't like Ronin at all. <laughs> I thought it was pointless. Oh, oh, Ronin was popping, man. Yeah. I, would, I, I would take a Ronin movie over a Black Widow movie. Stop. I would. Stop. That I would. Stop. I would. That uh-uh. concept, if It'll you be a concept of what he is, basically, he's like an avenging angel. He was like, yo, Thanos killed half the population, and you criminal muffs are still around? Like, he, he's... Yo, He's like, you all got to deal with me. And, yo, I love that. 
was like, that was so interesting. I would love to watch a whole movie mm-hmm. about a, a broken world where a fallen angel goes around just like writing wrongs, just mercifully. Yes, that, that that's fine. I, I watched Deadpool. I'm just saying, him, his, he wasn't written right to me. He didn't come off as a badass assassin. He came off as Hawkeye piss. He didn't come off as no I mean, badass assassin. Uh, Even all his sword. Pretty Hawkeye's a pretty badass. Hawkeye is alright. Hawkeye's not put much of a badass. Even when, even the, the, the scene when he he was in Japan, I was just like, I've seen Japan scenes done even in PG thirteen movies better than this. Yeah, but I don't think that was supposed to be I, a giant action scene. It wasn't supposed yeah. to be, but it, it even Thanos in the first five minutes of Infinity will show why he was a badass. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even want to fuck with him. The way he just like you know, combo Hulk beat Thor, killed Heimdall and Loki. I'm like, whoa! And this man, I'm just like, Rhodey's telling me that these guys he killed in Mexico didn't even have a chance to get their guns out. And I'm looking like he was by doing that kind of fighting. I would have been yeah. shot in the head. <laughs> he was messing them dudes up. And the way that they shot it, they shot it as as if you were a bystander at that place. So they were kind of trying to make it like the Batman effect. Like you really couldn't see him too well. Theoretically, you never see him in the ninja mask with the hood on. You always just kind of just see like shots of this dude in black just like messing people up. And he wasn't, he was kind of cat and mousing them. Like he wasn't trying to take people out without any discretion. He was, there was joy in what he was doing because he was taking his time in a way. Like the way he chopped down that guy and basically explained why he was trying to kill him. Like, the, th- the problem with Hawkeye is it, it, it's the equivalent of John Wick. Like, I love I love John Wick. If you take John Wick and put him in the Avengers, he is Hawkeye. Like, no one cares. Like, there's just too much super stuff going on. Can't, you you reaching for that. I can't, I, brought, I can't agree with you, you on that one. You, you, you down sim right now. You, you reach for that You one. are down sim right now. You do that stretch press all the way across <laughs> the screen. Oh, no, that, that I'll, is I'll break Michael, it down for you if you give me some Michael room to speak here. Let me tell you something. Hawkeye is a master is a master marksman to the point where he can be blind and still hit his targets. He is a formidable foe to the point where bullseye portrayed Hawkeye in the um in like the in like the new Thunderbolts. Like Hawkeye killed Bruce Banner in the comic books. Yes. He killed that version of the Hawk. Hawkeye is very formidable. The problem is Hawkeye's just a person. And like it just doesn't like if if John Wick, there's nothing special about John Wick. If you take away John Wick's bulletproof suits, um and you just like put John Wick in the Avengers, he would beat Hawkeye. Like, there's nothing significantly special about a John Wick character. This man has sheer, adulterated will. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the way That's they, all uh, Hawkeye has. No, it Hawkeye's does not. Hawkeye in a room with gods and, like, cyber people. And, yo, he's in a room with, like, Marvel's version of mutants. Him and Black Widow, they have nothing to offer besides their paralysis on the combat field. When it comes to the combat, that's the thing. Hawkeye is a marksman arrow shooter. Other than that, he gets his ass handed to him. Even in the first movie, you see Black Widow when he got to go out there. Like when it comes to hand hand combat, I'm not picking Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, Black Widow is very formidable. Like I'm saying, see, John Wick got the hand to hand combat down pat. 
John Wick got the wit smarts about him. John Wick got the bulletproof suit. Sure, John Wick got, but if he put got John the John Wick in the Avengers, would he not basically be Hawkeye? If you put John be Wick, if, if, if he'd be better. If he'd you put, be Punisher. If, if anything, <laughs> he'll use be Punisher. Uh, even he, if you put the Punisher in the Avengers, he's still Hawkeye. He's just a dude with a gun next to a dude with a hammer who summons thunder. A guy in like a suit that can fight tyrants and space aliens. Look, you he's see, just a regular dude. It's kind of like if you, it's like he's the, the equivalent of like Nightwing or something. Like so, they're look, just regular people. Tony Stark's a regular dude, but he got he got the money like Batman. Tony Stark's is he's a regular dude, but his 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 knowledge and technology makes him more than regular. He solved time travel. Like they don't have time travel in space. It was kind of a big deal when Thanos found out about it. Like they usually have to use space magic and time. It's like Tony Stark's is regular, but he's not regular. Tony Stark's is one of a kind. And his mind is just amazing. And the things that he was able to create from it, like his suits fight gods. He made God-killing armor. Like, that's that's that that's way different than a dude who just fights well. His suit is durable because that shit ain't last too good against Thanos. But... You gotta understand what Thanos is. is like, he, you, But you can't Thanos, say he's a god, he got god-level suits, but I'm just like, most his suits don't be lasting. No, he literally has god level suits. He has Asgardian armor look, in the comics, that, stuff like that. Look, Mark, I'm with you on the comic book. <laughs> I'm with you on the comic book. Right, I got a whole shelf behind me. I'm talking about what they illustrate in MCU. That's, that's what we talk about right here. All right, even in the movies, you don't see Rhodey getting punched by Thanos. Rhodey shouldn't be nowhere near Thanos. Be honest. I'm just saying, like yeah. Tony Stark's suits is. They last. They, they they can hold up to the point where he can actually go toe to toe with someone like Thanos, who kind of went toe to toe with Captain Marvel a little bit, and she's basically space Jesus. It has to be. It just has That's to be the way she was talking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, has to be. Uh, but before before we spend too much time on people who need that much time, oh, uh, Scott Lang's Ant Man finally turns first adventure movie for Ant Man to be in. Yes. Uh, Lux out. It comes out after five years. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen Ant-Man in a while, please go see it. Uh, which brings the whole time travel element in there. I like Scott Lang in this movie. I loved him. Scott Lang was always a fun character to me. Yeah. I, I Honestly, because if we all, if the Nerdcoach had an Avengers scene, I'll probably be the Scott Lang with us. I will probably <laughs> I be the Scott Lang. Scott Lang is definitely the everyday man. I, I definitely appreciate him. <laughs> like, like, I... I don't. I won't take anything seriously. I will find a joke out of it, even when there's a dire situation. Like trying to, like trying to be serious. Is that a movie reference? Yeah, but you get the point. Like it, that. It, I feel like that's me, and I don't know. I just felt. I felt like I seen myself in very relatable. Yeah, very relatable. And does him see, showing pain really dug deep in me? Yes. Out of all characters, him showing like seeing that pain really dug deep. How about you, Mark? I mean, I don't really like Ant Man. <laughs> I like I I like Paul Rudd as an actor. Ant Man's one of them dudes that can like come or go. Like his movies are fun, but I don't I'll never really like include them into like what I need to like dissect from like the MCU. He I like his comic relief. Sometimes I feel like he gives me a little bit too much, and I'm like I wish they would dial it back a little bit. But I'm still on board with him. But when he needs to bring out the emotion, he can do that too, and I really really appreciate that. He's just one of those characters where it's just like when he shows up, 
I'm just kind of like, cool. Like, he's not, and I know he was very, like, integral to the, like, the, the movie. I just, he he's just, he's very just, I'm, I'm cool with him, man. Like, he's fine. I mean, I always love seeing Giant Man. Yeah. Yeah, you know say so. Uh, I can't hear. I, I think it's funny that he moves so slow. I think it yeah. is too. Yeah. But I can understand the physics. Like, like if you're that big, it just there's a lot it of wind. You got to. If cut. that's how we look to ants, like, do we look like we're moving that slow? It, I mean, that's a, that's a good theory. Yeah. yeah. It, well, actually, ants can't perceive us because we're too big. So. But that's a that's a time for another. Are we really doing it? That, that's, that, that's a that's a whole uh, that's a whole uh, conversation for another time. So I think you just blew my mind a little bit. You know, just, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that later. I can really go deep. Yeah, as you t- truly the glasses. So if you want to go into this concept of what MCU established as their rules for time travel. Yeah, because we 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 on the right time. Yeah, you were right on the head. Because <laughs> right now we're on on the time travel. So. Time travel movies are very tricky. Very, yeah. in, anything time travel. Time travel game. Yeah. I dealt with a lot of time travel stuff. I remember when we was talking about making the video with the rules of time travel. And I actually tried to sit down and even try. And I was just like, I can't. And here's a, almost every movie breaks its rule yeah. of time travel. Yeah. So it looks like the MCU did a more sophisticated way, a scientific way of how to do it. So, Mark, you want to bring a. Uh, your thoughts on the time travel and, and the way the MCU took it and, and didn't, didn't like Terminator it or Back to the Future. Okay, so the time travel hit me in two waves. The first time I saw it, I didn't understand how it worked. Like, they explained it so fast and they just were like, time travel. And they were just like, yeah, it's weird. Like, deal with it. Comic books, movies, move on. This is Avengers. Uh, and yeah. I kind of just like, let it go. And I was just like, all right, fine, this works. And then when Nebula, Nebula killed Nebula, I was like, well, there's more to this. Because this shit doesn't make sense by any law of, like, time travel. Time travel, yeah. So then when I watched it the second time, it made a lot more sense. And I was able to actually digest the way that the MCU is setting up their time travel and how it can, like, impact things in the future. So basically, the way the MCU's time travel works is you can't affect the What, what already the happened. past doesn't affect the present. And the way that they do it is... When you travel in the past, that past is now your present, and that and your future is your your like the future you came from is now your past, which kind of makes sense in a way. You know what I mean? Try and, to follow. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need, yeah, I need yeah, a diagram. So, all right, so basically, like, take it like you're going backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, take it like me. All right, Mark. I am Mark in twenty twenty in twenty nineteen. If I time traveled to 2016, okay? Yeah. Mark in 2019 is gone. Okay. Now there's a Mark in 2016 that's the same one from 2019. Gotcha. Okay? So, basically, my present starts in 2016 even though I'm from 2019. Gotcha. And 2019 is now my past because I'm no longer in 2019. So, like, my future, like, would be whatever happens moving forward. So it doesn't really affect it. So here's so so then the um the um the Sorcerer Supreme comes in and she starts explaining timelines. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're 
really getting into that shit that Marvel's about to really start getting dicey. Yeah. And she's explaining how if you take these out, they create these timelines. And then Bruce Banner's like, well, if we put it back, then it it shouldn't create the timeline. And yes and no. Like, I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to have problems with the timeline that they've created from this movie and future saga stories. And I believe the next problems we're going to see coming from for these Avengers in the future is going to be from the Celestials. And like the world miners, the people who built the universe, because I think they broke time a little bit. They, they had to. Yeah. Especially Steve. Because, <laughs> because it's... Even if, like, the laws they set up in this movie, they uh-huh. broke. Yeah. And uh-huh. with them breaking those laws, there has to be some kind of... Con- now, once again, the H1 was saying, which is great to see her, the H1 was saying that, you know, you created a timeline because no matter what you do, it's not going to affect the present. Right. And I'm like... Yeah. The minute you go back in time, you've created a, a new timeline immediately. Even yeah. to the point where you travel back to the time you came from, like you've you've already created. It's kind of like uh, you. Do you guys watch the Flash at all? I, 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 I watch, well, but I gotta catch up. But I do watch the Flash. I, I know of it. I know what Barry has done. Okay, yeah. So Jake, um, uh, what's, what's his name? Um, Jake, Jake, Jake Garrison had this comparison to timeline being like a mug, and he was like, if you take a mug and you and you and you shatter it on the ground. And then you try to put it back together; it never fits a hundred percent anymore. Right. Like mm. if you glue it back together, you can put it back together, but it will never be like it was because it's been altered. And that's basically how the timeline thing works. And honestly, like this whole thing with timeline and stuff makes me very nervous for the future of the MCU because Marvel has done weird shit with the timeline in the comics, and I just fear in like five or ten years from now. That's a long time in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be like, man, remember when Marvel movies were good before that time travel stuff? <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> uh, I, I, I can agree with you on that because it's a little shaky ground. It's kind of like how I felt about X-Men Days of Future Past mm-hmm. in a way. But I was... It made sense. It made a lot more sense by bringing the consciousness. I like the way they did it. Yeah. Where they, they, I said, I'm going... Your body's not going yeah. back there. Nobody. I'm gonna take your conscience yeah. and put it in your. So I took. I'm gonna take your 2014 Wolverine and I'm gonna put you in your 1972 Wolverine. Yeah. And I was like, out of every all the time travel movies, that was the most logical one. Where I was like, I could ride with this. Yeah, to the point where it's like you got to worry about seeing yourself. Yeah, you got to worry about doing all like that. We, you do this, and then that consciousness will come back. Yeah, and you go whatever that 1972 one. You go live out them days. And you come back here, even though it will still affect the future because they showed at the end of that movie. Yeah. This one, I, I once again, it was a patch because it's Endgame. It's mm-hmm. the last one, but I'm sitting, I'm sitting thinking as he was saying, I'm like, that's Celestials. That that, that could be their excuse for X Men. That could yeah. be an excuse for any kind of thing they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But you have to be very careful with that because r- r- right now. Us, or the three of us on this podcast, as on as comic book readers, understand that hey, this shit, shit kind of deadly. Yeah, casual fans like they're not gonna know what the fuck they watching. Right, right. Like the next I, I, I kind of wish they would have went with alternate Earths, like and the I, multiverse, I right? 
quantum realm you could take you to like I kind of wish it was that way because at least that way it's still linear and okay. they could like they could have gotten because my I originally thought that they were going that's how they were going to do it they were just going to grab stones from different alternate earths at like those events Okay. and because I know once you bring in time travel like things just get wonky I, I agree and they, and they get weird and I think and in my mind I was just like Tony Stark would just pick an earth that he was good with and stay there like that's kind of how I thought it would be like oh I had a whole family in this earth like I'm, I'm going to stay here and it also would explain like X-Men Fantastic Four all that type of stuff they're going to introduce in the future um, where that stuff was coming from I, I do agree to the point because I thought they would probably do it the same way but it wouldn't have made the feel good uh, best of of the movie yeah because it was a highlight reel. Yeah, it was a highlight reel because they wanted to go back to the first Avengers. Yeah. They wanted to go back to Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know why they wanted to go back to Dark World, but, but they did. They, they did it, and I felt like it, was, it did it justice. It did it justice, yeah, it because justice. It, and so it was good to see all those movies again and them acting out the other parts of the movies that we haven't seen right. and stuff like that. So I, I thought all that was cool. So that's I understood why did they did it that way, but I as of right now, I think it's more... Unfortunately, it's not Kevin Feige. I, I think it's more of like a, we did it, whatever's next, that's on y'all. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. But I also feel like they laid hella groundwork for a lot of things on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yes, they did. They uh, so much groundwork for everything that's coming on Disney+. Because, Plus. see, now, Loki is alive. Yeah, he has the test rack and disappeared. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that his, his miniseries makes sense. It does. Yeah, it does. Because, see, now, uh, explain to like you did... 2019 Loki is no longer there. Right. Because yeah, 2012 did. Loki disappeared with the Space Stone because he got that Space Stone because Cap put it back in 1970. Yeah. So it's just like, whew, it's a lot, I would yeah. say. But yeah, you know, so that, I can say how Loki's still alive. Yeah. And I still understand the, the WandaVision thing. What they're going to maybe make a new uh, vision. Yeah. <laughs> I have an idea for that. I, know, I think I know what they're going to do. It, it's probably going to be what they did before uh, Infinity War. That's all I, I think. She, I think she's going to remake them in a way. Yeah, in her image, probably. Uh, oh God! So kind of like um, House of M when she like loses it. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Uh. Now the part that everybody would talk, we want to talk about that final battle. Yeah, that was a war. That 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 war. Because first of all, we I, I was speculating after I see the trailer, I was like, that's either on Titan two, that's someone. No, that's that's here. That's what I had a feeling because I was like, because um, in the trailer I saw Ant Man was like, he, you see, tape dispenser pencil. I was like, what if that's the Avenger Tower? And I was like, it, nah, it can't be. And then that's it. Like, oh, oh, it's it Avengers Tower. Yeah, it is. is. Oh, before that, did you want to touch on Nebula? Because I thought I think Mark brought it, her up earlier. Do you want to say? Sure, we can we can put all it all on the same day because okay, yeah, yeah. That whole last hour it was. Just nerd gasm. <laughs> nerd gasm, and it it, it, it it puts you. Ever since I, I would think when they, I mean the, the movie, I, I was glued when it was time travel for the first time. But when Thanos found out That's that scary. there's time travel, and it is 2014 Thanos, <laughs> I was on the edge of my. Side. I was like, no. I don't think people realize this ain't 2018 Thanos. With that being said, uh, I know I said I like the. 2014 Thanos. Earlier. Yeah. However, 20 Infinity War Thanos was yeah. a much better villain than this villain. Oh man, no, I can't agree with you at all on that one. 
Because I felt like he was more of an opposing force than a villain. Oh, no, no. I, all right, what? So the way I'm I look sorry. At it, the way I look at it for Thanos, Thanos in, in, in Infinity War, he had the stones. So he was like, and he also kind of was on some hero shit. Like, he was just like, hey, listen, I'm bringing balance, X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just like the guy on the opposite side of you. Excellent. Like, you know, people sympathize with him. Yo. He was Jim Thanos, Jones. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Thanos in this one was like, I see that y'all didn't take my gift the first time I gave it to you. So I'm going to destroy everything. Right. And he was a much more of like your standard villain of, I'm just going to make world destruction. I'm going to make universal destruction because y'all didn't appreciate my gift of half destruction. And, and, and the best I can describe Infinity War is, is like a Jim Jones in, mm-hmm. in Jonestown, where yeah. he he made all like he's I'm a cult leader. I'm looking at you. I'm the good guy here. Y'all just understand the balance I'm trying to make right now. Mm-hmm. So when t- 2014 Thanos, which was still a badass even in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, yeah. where he was just like, oh, so I did make, do the plan, and y'all still it comes back to me still. All right, taking all y'all out. And w- now he doesn't have the whole balance or teachings or anything like that. He says brute force, bloodlust. Blood. That's all he cared about. Mm-hmm. And all he cared about is t- taking it. And now I can snap all of y'all, all of I y'all. Kinda, I kind of took it as like you ever get like scolded by your parents, and they was like, "Oh, you want to cry? I'm gonna give you something to cry about." Like, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Gotcha. That's how that's how I did it. Cry about Thanos with that 2014 Thanos because he gave it to he was giving it to a lot of people. <laughs> Because, he was definitely LeBron James on that battle. Because yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, when they was fighting him on Titan, it was like they, they were holding their own. Yeah, this one, he was whooping their ass. Yeah. The, the Trinity was getting their ass kicked mm-hmm. to the point where it's just like, now we just gotta get the gauntlet back in time. We can't yeah. even focus with him right now. So until like Captain Marvel came, but even then, he you know he you know backspacked away. So that rage and so that. I just say the two, the 2014 Thanos was just superior opposed yeah. to the Infinity War Thanos. Okay, still both great it. villains, okay. but yes, I, yeah. But the, the, this one was was that in, in that final, God, that final battle. That, was that is the Thanos I deserve. That's the Thanos yes. I wanted to see on the screen. I kind of look. He wasn't. I like Thanos from Infinity War, but I was like, they made him kind of soft. D- thank you. I thought I was the only one that thought that. That was one of my main. Like things was just I was like man he made him uh, he's not he's not that type of guy and the Thanos from 2014 the one who was like yo I'm showing up to show out like that's my dude Rody grabbed his Rody <laughs> grab my man there is no way in hell in the combos he could do that yeah. at yeah, all Thanos punched a whole hole through Rody yes he did but 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 in this movie he grabbed his arm to hold him down are you serious <laughs> in, in, in a Mach four war machine armor. Stop. Stop. I'm just, but you know. So we, we get to the final battle, and then we. Uh, Cat picks up Mjolnir. Starts going all off the thing. Just great choreograph. Whoever designed that fight yeah. was great. Storyboards off the ass. And when Dale's whole army comes, the first thing I said in my seat was like, oh shit. Because I see the Black Order come back up. Yeah. I see the Chitauri. I see the flying things for the first one. I was just like... I see an ape. 
<laughs> the first thing I, and the cap stated with that that lonely man. It's, it's like, that's all. That needs to be a Renaissance painting. I want to put it on my wall. I, that I mean, shot alone was too beautiful. Well, it's it's almost like the guy standing in front of the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, uh, that's what I, it was too. Be- that was a beautiful shot. And I'm like, there's no way Marvel's going to get this to me. Because <laughs> I was just like, everybody got to come back. Yep. There's no way. And then when Doctor Strange's portal opened yep. and the T'Challa done walked out, and I said, oh, they about to do this. Although Sam I thought it was so weird place. when they walked out. I, I was happy for it. But I was just like, what is, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the first three people to walk out was, like, Shiri, T'Challa, and, like, like Okayo. And I was just like, what's going on? Like, why is... Why are they the first people to walk out? Like, I thought that was so strange to me. Because you couldn't say Raquanda, right? <laughs> now you got me messing. It's just... <laughs> I, uh, thought it was, I thought it was like, I expected like Falcon to be the first one out. No. <laughs> he was been. the first one out, though. I didn't think he was the first one. I think he came no, after. No, he wasn't. He came after them. Yeah. Okay. Like, they, he came, like, they came out, and then they just stood there and was like, yo, what's up? No, here's the... Because uh, it's the fucking Falcon. I... I, I <laughs> I'm sorry. I was sitting. There, I was oh, sitting. I was sitting next to uh, Swag's girl in the movie theater. Oh my! God. And she was like, "It's the Falcon." I was like, uh, "Who the fuck?" And cares? I turned. Her, I said, "Who the fuck care about the Falcon?" Please let me listen. I don't to care about him, but he's the first voice I heard. He and was, just, but then, but yeah, I was kind of figured they would bring him out first. But no. But here's the thing: you cat fucked up Wakanda. I'm blaming him. Yeah. So Wakanda's Yo, last. Cat pe- didn't bring a whole fight to their doorstep. Yeah, I'm just saying, he did. He had a he had a wrestling match in their basement and didn't tell them about it. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and then kept like, okay, so you ain't clean up. So, he you know, left. It makes sense. So, so the first one come out is the king. Is like, all right, Cam, we got your bet. You, you you will clean up. Like, but we was, on your turn. Yeah, <laughs> you're not messing up my city. Exactly. Oh, my Y'all country. Y'all want to get crazy? <laughs> we can get crazy. <laughs> so, the, so I understand. Wakanda being the first to come out, and then of course we get you know our Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we get Doctor Strange coming out. First of all, Doctor Strange coming out, I was like, I, I, I love, I love that. Then he float, like, he float, float like Jesus down like there. The way my dad came to your wedding, <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was like, whoa, where did he? Where was the door with this guy? And then of course, the crowd got very high when Peter came back. Of course, of course, I was and like, yes. In this Thank section, you. I just want to just y'all just tell me some of y'all favorite moments from that fight because it was a lot. I gotta see it again because it's just—it's uh, too much to take in for one viewing. It, I agree. I—I uh, I think my favorite moment is it was easy to follow. I yeah. think that was one of the best parts about it. Is like it wasn't too much going on. I was able to follow every piece of action and everything. Just it just flowed very, very, very well. Yep. I really, really appreciated how like everyone got glory time. There's one part I will tell you what I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the she power moment. I um, disagree. You, you, oh, I, I disagree with you on that. I'm sorry. I love A Force. I didn't like the she power moment only because it. I so I'm not a woman. I can't really speak for women. But if I was watching that movie and it was like, and a black character showed up and was like, "Yo, give me the gauntlet," and then like every black super person showed up and was like, "We got your back, bro," and then they all ran out. I'd been like, that seems pandering as hell. I kind of would have appreciated a little bit more if it was a mixture 
and to show that these women are just as strong as these men, they can fight side by side them. It felt more, it felt like equal but separate. But they kind of did the same thing with Infinity War when um, they were fighting Black Widow and then Okoye and uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. but that one felt a little bit more chill because it was only three of them. Mm -hmm. This was like everyone. It was like Valkyrie, but um, but you rescue. know, it, it's kind of um, like I kind of forgave it because it, it, it was. I look at it as, as pandering because it was like we're not probably going to see these women like this. Yeah. I mean, if, if they didn't see them do together, an A Force movie, together, yeah. they do an A Force movie. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, okay. So the the, the only thing that bothered me about that scene is y'all really going to help Captain Marvel get there? Like she she could do it on her own. Yeah, she can. I feel that. that too. It, I felt as though if they picked a better situation to help out their, uh, Manus out there. Come on, man. What is Manus going to do? Exact. Look, I don't know. Man, she put a planet to sleep, <coughs> so I got to give her credit with this dude. I agree. <laughs> well, even so, I, I was like, y'all are helping Captain Marvel. I get it, mm-hmm. but it's Captain Marvel. You don't she need can, to help Captain Marvel. You don't need to help Captain Marvel. She can do this by yeah, herself. Yeah. And I felt as though if it was a different situation... Of I don't know, rescue getting fucked up, or any of the other women's getting fucked up, and, and then they come around there and they have their big woman power moment, and they come around and they save them. I'm with that. Yeah. However, for a cinematic shot, I was all with it. <laughs> I was all with oh, yeah. it. Then you just Valkyrie, Akoye, Shuri, and then Wasp was hopping. I was like, oh, they they just bring it. Give me more. I don't care. Yeah. Just give me more. And it then, felt so pandery. I just, it did, it felt so pandery. I like that. It just felt so pandery. And I just was like, I don't want, I think Marvel, I hate to use the term social justice, but sometimes they do things that seem pandering to me. It's in the movies and especially in the comics. And I just be like, just, yo, Marvel, just chill out. You don't got to tell me you would have voted for Obama a third time. You don't got to tell me that you're with Hillary. Just be a good person. Chill the hell out. You know, like, I, you know what I mean? It just, it just felt like they were trying to be like, we like women too. I yeah, am. look at us. Raw. And I was just like, chill, 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 chill. I get it. I get it. I agree to that to an extent. Like, you don't have to do... Like, this movie doesn't have to do social justice. Mm. But to take a stand for it, if you know there's wrong going on in the world, to put it in a movie setting, in a setting where everyone is going to be enjoying themselves, to just see on screen is like, okay, maybe I can understand that better. But here's the thing. That. Does Marvel pander? They do. Yeah. Does Disney pander? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. There's three men on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, I'm looking at my, like, my uh, daughter, you know, to come up, mm-hmm. and she sees something like this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when I'm, I'm sitting next to your girl, I, I heard her. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm sitting next to, or like to, how to my wife. Was with, um... Miles Morales. Yeah. Representation does matter. Right. Whether it's a pandering or not, representation does matter. And the women do not get as much representation, especially in these superhero movies or Avengers movies. Right. And this is the first time that we've had over 10 women superheroes. Yeah. We want everything from Valkyrie to Shuri to Okoye to Rescue. What if Pacha wasn't even a... Uh, yeah. Pepper wasn't even a thing until this movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to Captain Marvel, to Gamora, to Nebula, to all them, to all the women. It's just like to, to to see them, and and you never usually have enough 
superheroes to have a whole women's team. So to actually have that women's team, it messed up to them little girls. Yeah. It messed up to the women out there. Even my wife was cheering like, yeah, we get the women power. Because it made me pandering, kind of like with Black Panther, but I want to see my people yeah. on there. So what... Black Panther didn't feel like pandering to me because it made sense. No, I'm just... Oh, I'm, did, did, that, that's a pandering, yeah. but it wasn't that much. But what, what, what I'm saying is, if it's a brother... That's you know uh, trying to run with the garland, and then you got another group of brothers that's, that's trying to protect them. Yeah. Is it pandering? The answer right. is obviously yes. Like if you, if I saw a Black Panther and then a whole like Jabari tribe protecting him, I would have still reacted the same. I wouldn't way. think that's pandering, but imagine if imagine if this movie was like the way I, the only way I could really assess it is for, like from the view of like a black man, and I could just imagine if like T'Challa picked up that gauntlet, and maybe he didn't have all his forces. And then out of nowhere, like Luke Cage, War Machine, um, uh, Cloak from Cloak and Dagger. A bunch of black dudes showed up and was like, we got this, bro. And then they just did their thing. I would kind of be like, I appreciate that. But at the same time, it's like, it's kind of like giving you a black history month. Like, I get it, but it's, it's, it's separate. It's equal, but separate and separate and e- like separate. Equal but separate has never benefited no one. Look, for first of all, other than other than it being a decent movie, separate but equal does not benefit from nobody. However, we live in a country where uh-huh. there is no representation of anybody. Uh-huh. So people feel as though they need to panic because they're not used to doing it. It'd be different if there was a balance. There's no balance. There is no balance. There is no balance for you know, African-Americans in the movies. There is no balance for women in the movies and thing is, but do you know how many people consider Black Panther pandering to black people? Because even though they know that's part of a whole MC, it's a whole superhero movie of just black people. People that aren't black, that may feel that's pandering. Mm-hmm. We aren't women. Right. So... No, I feel you, but in the context of Black Panther... Kind of makes sense because he's in Africa, and the Wakandans are known for not having outsiders. If you would have took that same vibe of Black Panther and put it somewhere else, maybe it would have been pandering. I don't know. It, but that's what I'm saying. You're in a battle with all these superheroes. If it's Captain Marvel that has the gauntlet, and you got all these men that come to a talk about some, we the Avengers, we going to do this. But I'm like, hold on, where my girls at? Where is the represent at? You know, kind of thing. And that's why I don't look at it as pandering too much of the time because you got all these heroes on here. There's so much to share and you got all these men fighting and it's like, okay, well, let the men stop to help this woman because that I think the woman would have got more pissed by that as we, you need a man to come help you. So we're going to stop oh, fighting Thanos. I agree. I would have gotten rid of that whole entire scene in general. I would have showed them doing their thing progressively throughout the fight. Like, I don't think they needed this moment that was just like, this is the woman's moment. Make the woman's moment the whole moment. If you could, but like I said, like you were saying, there's so much going on in the battlefield that you couldn't really... The only people that really got a highlight was Valkyrie when she when, when Pegasus and sliced that whole thing. Yeah. That when Rescue came and she was back-to-back with Tony. And... Uh, Sure, even have she just came out. I was like, wait, damn, was she, was she, she dusted? Was she not? I'm just yeah. get you know. She came out. Okoye ain't gonna do much for her staff. Mm-hmm. 
I would say other than being a trained fighter, and you you look at the other woman like Gamora, she out there just shooting shit. So it's like, <clears throat> what big moment could you give these Hawkeyes, as you would call them, <laughs> unless they they all team up together? Yeah. Because if you put them all next to Captain Marvel, See, 80... I think that I think that's really limiting them, and I think that's what I think that's what bothers me. Because when because when I because when I watch it again, like everyone was doing everything that that they could. Like, the Jabari was out there, like, fighting and everything else, too. Like, I'm cool with it. I just felt like it was, I just felt like it, it was, like, pandering. And I felt like it's just a sign to me of something to watch for the future. Like, because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, sometimes the gifts are really the curses in a way. You know what I mean? If they gave but you I mean, an A-Force movie, would you be upset? An A-Force movie? I mean... They tease. As long as, the, as long as the movie's good, I'll I'll watch anything. You know, what I mean, if you make it make sense, it's, it's popping. Like, you know, make it like make it work. If it look good, it look good. If it's the story makes sense, the plot's good, the action's popping. I'm a hundred percent there. I agree. You know, but one thing, I just, huh? I just felt like that one scene and the way they set it up. Just, I would have set it up a little bit. I would have made. I wouldn't have made it look. I, I personally would have made it look a little bit more organic <laughs> if I could like I, I would have made it look a little bit more organic granted it was because like I said this whole thing was this comic book mm-hmm. and the, the way they all lined up just is like we gonna just kind of like stand here while Catamaran just flies over us and go yeah. take I get it. It, it it was very cheesy to, to, to that effect I get what it was trying to do you know Koya yeah, yeah, a yeah. big path for Captain Marvel. <laughs> she, she yeah, so it's just like, okay, I get it. it. It wasn't, you know, I think Infinity War did have more organic, but still, for either one of those movies, I wouldn't call it pandering. That's yeah, what I'm saying. That's the that same thing with me. Because oh. that scene, that, that scene meant a lot to me. Because I was uh. like, man, this is, like, we haven't seen this many women. And it personally felt bad because it's like, Black Widow's gone. Yeah. She didn't even get to be there. And she was throughout all these movies, so that kind of bummed me out too. That, that was like, damn, uh-huh. but we got it. It's like she died for this. Yeah, I, I kind of accepted that for it. So. You know what's wild? And and when it was in Infinity War, and like the girls took down like whatever, I didn't look at it as pandering. It felt it just felt organic to me. Like you know what I mean? It, it kind of just felt like well, this one was happened to be there, and that one saw that, and then they just kind of like worked it out. Like that's all I'm saying. Is it's just like I just wish it would have flowed a little bit more organically. I got you. That's all. Because right. it just seemed it just seemed like you know what it seemed like? It seemed like that Captain Marvel stand up moment. And I, I totally hated that moment too because it just didn't seem it just it just seemed like Hillary Clinton saying she got hot sauce in her purse to me. And it's just like you don't gotta say that to me. Like it, just I agree with you on that one. Just be chill. Like that's all it felt yeah. like to me. Felt like they were trying to be like, look, we have women and they're strong. And I'm like, I know you have strong women. You got Captain Marvel. She just blew up a whole ass ship. Chill out. Just show them doing cool stuff. It, it, it only, uh, my last point. The only thing is, I felt Captain Marvel the movie was more pandering towards women than that scene was. Hell, yeah, hundred percent. I think Captain Marvel the movie was doing a lot. And, and I was and, just like that. that that's what I did. I was like, you don't need to do all this. We got the point. That's what I was like. Yeah, uh, I was like, this little cheesy shot right here, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. The Captain Marvel movie, that's pandering. Can we talk about Captain Marvel for a second? Because I watched the Captain Marvel movie, and I put a lot of that movie 
I put a lot of that, what I didn't like on that movie, on the directors and the writers. And I was like, I want to see what happened when the Russos get Captain Marvel. And the Russos got Captain Marvel, and she was doing her thug fizzle. Like, she stood up to Thanos. She showed her power level, which was cool. But, yo, I don't think I like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I think that would be the problem. I'm not sure I like Captain Marvel as a character. I'm thinking that's really the problem. There's something about it that just doesn't work. I I I gotta see her growth. I just... I I don't know. Like, it just didn't... I wasn't... I was not feeling Captain Marvel. And it makes me sad because I was really hoping that I my blame was because of the writer-director of the movie. But even with the Russos and their masterful directing, when she came down and she was giving it to Thanos, I don't think I like Brie Larson as Captain America. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, as Captain Marvel. Well, they shot Captain Marvel, I mean, Infinity War before. I mean, I'm sorry. Endgame the Russos before. had her first before yeah. Captain Marvel had so, her. So it was like the directors for Captain Marvel had to play on what they gave them. In, you know, it it could be we don't like Brie Larson. It I, could be, a th- or it could be a thing because the the character. I'm not into the character. Like, like it, y'all know me. I've said this is my Captain Marvel right here. Yeah. Shazam is my Captain Marvel. Right. But I'm just saying. But as Carol Danvers Captain Marvel, I was just never really into her as a character. Right. I wasn't into Marvel neither. So I'm just saying. So I don't. You know, it, 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 it's not nothing right. about a woman thing. The only Marvel I was into was Camilla. <coughs> Camilla Khan, right? Yeah, yeah. the only one I was really into. I like Captain Marvel in the Ultimates. I think she's, I think she's crucial, and I appreciate the level that they do. And I feel like that's where the Avengers are going to evolve into is the Ultimates and deal with more, like bigger scale events. I, I, I really, really think I haven't. I don't think Brie Larson has found kind of like how it took a while for um, Thor to find his footing. Because yeah. when Thor first came to the scene, I was not a fan. Fair. And he had his and and like, but now, oh man, I love him. Yeah, I, I think he's great. I just think she's just kind of hasn't found what makes. Not everyone could be a Robert Downey Jr. where he jumps into Tony Stark and you're just you love it from the beginning. Right. Like you I know said, what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna give her like I gotta give her like her movie. I gotta give her a fair chance. To really, but if, if if the same director's coming back for Captain Marvel two, mm-hmm. ain't gonna be much different. And I don't know. Probably, they, need, they need to figure it out. But again, I'm 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 gonna just give her a fair. But chance. but the thing is, how can you tell somebody they losing when they winning? Exactly, and she you can't. Captain Marvel as a character is so strong. Like she was really giving it to Thanos to the point where I don't know. I feel like. I feel like she could have just ripped his arm off or something. Like if you she wanted I mean? to, she wanted to. Yeah. See, it's hard because, like I said, when you tell somebody that, like we all sit here and say, like we really just not feeling with Captain Marvel, but, but the bank does not show it, that exactly. At all. I, the, the bank is showing it's a, it's a million dollar, a billion dollar movie, mm-hmm. and it's still making money. Yeah. She comes in, she's like the probably the strongest Avenger they got, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know she she got she got to first of all. I don't know how you felt about that, but I think she was, they was pandering a little bit to the LBGT community mm-hmm. with her at the end, you know, with, with the new haircut and I, the pantsuit. I, I know she says she wants, the, Mar- Brie Larson says she wants Marvel to push more LGBT. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm on for that, but, but I got to yeah. like you first. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I got to get into your character. Um, I, that's, that's, that's definitely not Captain Marvel's character in the book, so if they do yeah. something like that, I mean... 
I don't know. You just got to make it make sense to me. I know a lot of my LGBTQ friends think, like, they, they were asking me, like, yo, is Captain Marvel, is she gay? And I was like, nah, she just, like, pantsuits and shortcuts. Like, that's just kind of her jam. She's actually with Rhodey. She was with Rhodey for a while, so she's down with the swirl. Yeah, yeah um, but but they were doing something about, teasing about her and Valkyrie. I heard something and, about that. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, that like did the direction that they're trying to go in because it showed in this movie that they when Joe Russo did his cameo of him being an openly gay character, and I was like, that it was planting the seed yeah. of the seed, you know how things you know will translate to that. Yeah. Type yeah, I, don't, I don't know if they'll do that with Captain Marvel. I feel like there there will be characters that come in. I don't know if they would do that with her and Valkyrie. At this moment, I'm not, I'm not sure because that just that would be super pandering, and I don't I don't think that'd be. But I, I don't know, kind of not because everyone felt like in the Captain Marvel movie that that black chick was her girlfriend. Yeah, and I was like, no, I think Captain because she was given the eye to Rhodey at one point, you know. And I just kind of feel like she kind of just like black people, like she kind of just you know. I mean, I gotta hope so, but I'm just saying. But <laughs> I think she, I think she kind of got a little bit of the don't finger. Don't her against us. My, <laughs> yeah. I like I like Captain. I just think like I don't know something about Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel is just strange to me, and I don't know what it is that makes me not believe it. I just don't believe it. Do you think she's trying too hard, or do you think that? Yes, I don't think she's found her footing. I think she's trying. You know how um, you know how Chris Evans became Captain America in real life without trying to become Captain America yeah. to the point where he's at the president. I think Brie Larson showed up trying to be that without like from day one without just like it didn't feel organic the things that DC is doing now and this is like I have some comments about where I think the future of Marvel is going to go and that's I got like fine, opinions, point, yeah. some, some thoughts that I, I would love to get in with y'all toward the end of this maybe yeah. but I kind of feel like a lot of things are starting to feel like staged and it's not feeling organic as it should I agree. You know what? Yeah, they, they, they can, uh, yeah. yeah I was going to say, I kind of agree with Brie Larson. She doesn't feel organic at all. She feels like she's just shooing it in. Um, and I get the only thing I could say is because she's came in the game so late. And you have to prove there's yourself. There's a lot of pressure on her. What was that? I feel like there's so much pressure on yeah, her. Exactly. There's too much on her to really be like, yo, you're Captain Marvel. You're the strongest Avenger. There you are. Now act. And it's like, there's a lot that she has to do that, like, we personally didn't agree with it. Like, we didn't like her in the first movie at all. No, we didn't, I was a fan. We didn't like her. We didn't like her in, in Endgame because she did nothing uh, as far as mentality or growth-wise. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, again, I got to give it to, like, the next, to what we see next with Captain Marvel. To really be like, okay, hopefully it'll turn around like what you did with Cap in this movie. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm I'm, I'm looking for more redemption to make me feel like, why should I care? Even Black Widow had to check her and be like, yeah, what are you doing? Yes. We work as as a team here. Like, like, talk to us. You know what I mean? And it's just, I I don't know. They just need to, she needs to be, they need to figure out what they're trying to do with her and do it. It just seems like they want her to be Superman. And you you can't just be Superman. You gotta you gotta put in the work to but, be Superman. But Superman didn't have arrogance. Yeah. And the great. I mean, that Snyder threw Superman definitely had a chip on his shoulder. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> After a while, he did. He was uh, a very <laughs> angry Superman. <laughs> next time I see the bat in the sky, 
don't come. Right? Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, like um, a good example is. What was that? I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I was just talking trash. Uh, uh, a good example is Black Widow. I didn't like her for a good amount of movies until here, where she's so redemption, and hopefully we can get that with Captain Marvel. So okay, well you know they're going to our last point on this podcast. I think we do a pretty a pretty good time. The future of the MCU. Yeah. So we see the time travel thing. This is the end game. Beautiful way to send them off. I like how the original six got their signatures. I love that. At the end of the, at the end credits, and then they actually show everybody was showing clips of their movies and stuff yeah. behind them and everything. And I was like, "This is a big fucking cast." Yeah. So, the future, you know, because I, I told everybody, don't look for no extra Fantastic Four shit. Don't don't look for that. Don't look for that in Phase Four. Basically. Yeah, don't look at it at all. So, I think you're definitely getting Fantastic Four in Phase Four. So okay, I was about to ask you. So you, I want to hear your thoughts on the future of the MCU. Fantastic Four is definitely coming in Phase 4. I think they're going to come through like Guardians of the Galaxy came through in Phase 2? Yeah. Phase 2? Yeah, Phase yeah, 2. I think only because Marvel loves the Fantastic Four. They are the first family. And to have them back and to do them justice, I feel like it's going to be what they did with Spider-Man. We want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to bring them in. I don't think we'll see the X-Men for a while. However, I do have some ideas on where the X-Men come from. Basically, the MCU is like a kind of a quasi version of the Ultimate Comics, and in the Ultimates, the comics in the in the Ultimate Comics, not to be confused with the Ultimates, which is Space Avengers, uh-huh. um, in the Ultimate line of comics, that whole like universe, the X Men came from basically the Super Soldier Serum. Okay, yeah, um, I remember that. They yeah. were trying, like, Canada was trying to get their version of the Super Soldier Serum. They found this dude named James Hogan, who ended up being Wolverine, and they were able to find that, like, some of these people had this unlocked gene in them, and they were going to, like, use this serum to unlock it, and, you know, it got global, and we got X-Men. That's basically how that happened. I think with Captain America leaving, it creates a window for them to make an X-Men. Like a, like a great race for the next Super Soldier Serum. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where the X-Men might fit into. Um, I definitely think they're going to go space. I think we're going to see a lot of... They're already talking Eternals. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely on track. They're going to bring in Adam Warlock, who is literally Space Jesus. Yeah. Um, in, the, um, in, like in the comic books, I think we'll see the Celestials. They've talked about... Um, they talked about the one above all... They've talked about a lot of these really, really big, like, gods, basically. Um, I think we'll see those coming for, And I, I don't think we'll get a, an Avengers movie for a long time. And when we do get the Avengers movie, I feel like they're going to be fighting, like, a Galactus-level person. Honestly, that's what scares me, though. You when, you get to the one, when, when you get to the one above all, Galactus, the Celestials, they're not meant to be beat. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that Disney and Marvel have planned out these Avengers movies is they have to win. Yeah. Even in Endgame, they just reversed the snap. And I'm like, yeah. it, it costs some sacrifice, but I'm just saying, but in reality, they have to win. And I'm like, yeah. even in the comics, those beings, like, the, even if you read DC, Justice League never beat Darkseid. Right. He just goes back to Apocalypse and they send him back. He, they never beat Darkseid. It's like, they really never beat Thanos in a way right? but you know with these big beings in here I'm, I'm like I wouldn't hate to see them 
beat the one above all. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I, I would never beat the one above all. He's I, only appeared in comics like three times. It, it, but, but here's the thing. I never, it, I, in my honest opinion, if you had asked me back in 2017, would the Avengers ever beat Thanos? My answer would have been no. Oh, I'm, they beat Thanos before. But barely. I, the way they beat him in, in this movie, it was almost damn near yeah. like easy. In a way. I don't even say easy. It was uh, just like a close call. I mean, we I made him by the skin of our teeth. It was, huh. it was yeah. very similar to the um, the Infinity Infinity um, Gauntlet series in the comics where Adam Warlock was basically Doctor Strange. Yes. And Captain Marvel was Quicksilver. And, you know, things didn't work out the way you wanted them to, X, Y, Z. Like, if, if anything, I feel like we won't get those big, we won't get those big, those big bodies, like those celestials. I don't think we'll see them for years. I don't think we'll see them for like eight years, nine years, maybe even 10 years. I think that'd be the next big, big, big event. Um, if anything, I think we might see like a nihilist or something show up. You know what I mean? Or like, I mean, a Galactus can show up because you can easily kind of take down a Galactus. Like, I can see those type of dudes showing up, kind of like a kind of like how Rowan showed up, and you know, Ultron showed up. Ultron's a threat; he's a real fucking threat, you know. I, and they kind of dealt with him in Avengers too. I would start smaller scale, do like Doctor Doom or uh, Scroll I, War. Yeah, yeah, Scroll I, War, Doctor Scroll Doom. War, Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah. However, the way they painted the scrolls in Captain Marvel makes me question. The secret invasion. You know, here's my thought. I think now, as we left Endgame, the X-Men are already here. Oh, yeah. Because Cap fucked the timeline up. Yeah. I think they already don't don't know it yet. Yeah. I really think that the next big movie we get is going along the lines of, it's going to sound crazy, X-Men versus Avengers. I don't know. No, no. Oh, no. I think that's way down. No, I can see that. I can see that. I'm going by MCU Disney standards. Because the more and more I I try to, you know, analyze these movies before they come out. Actually, you know what? You got a point. Yeah, you got a point. I can see that. Yeah, because the the more and more I try to analyze these movies and I try to break it down, I'm like, I realize one thing. I get too nerdy. And I listen to you know Mark. I listen to you when we talk. I listen to you sway. I I I, I even watch um, comics explain. I watch everybody have all these theories, and I see too much comic book knowledge in there, right. and they never really get that into it. Right. There's always something simple on the surface that the casual fan can handle. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the only thing I can think of. They come up because you don't want to go to the one above all. You don't want to go to Galactus. You don't want to go to Celestials. You don't want to go to these all-powerful beings that you're not supposed it can't be. The what thing I can only think of is the next thing, the next movie leading up to is like, okay, the X-Men versus the Avengers. Yeah. And that way, you, you're not going to get the whole Hope storyline. If you do, it's going to be a very watered-down version of it because then that way, you're introducing the Phoenix Force. Yeah. And then if they... If, I'm just saying you don't need to do all that, but I'm just saying. But it's kind of like you know how Civil War was not the Civil War from the comic book, right? So it was, it was close enough, though, in a way. That's what I'm saying. So they, they'll do the best they can with the Avengers versus X Men because they probably will look at X Men as a threat. Yeah. The only yeah. reason I rebut that one though is because X Men are comic wise they're not doing great. 
Marvel's trying to get them back to their original glory after they shit on them for so long because Fox had them. I put this on. I'm, I'll be willing to put whole paychecks. The, the next, the first group we see come from that Fox merger is going to be the Fantastic Four. I can't say that because Marvel killed them. Fantastic Four is, is the first family. They're I, going to bring back the Fantastic Four. They're the first family, but Marvel killed the first family because they weren't doing well at all. They still not doing that well until they had to do the whole uh, reboot thing on in the comic series. They they never killed the X-Men. They killed the Fantastic Four. Marvel did that. They tried to kill the X-Men and bring in the Inhumans, but it didn't work. The X-Men <coughs> oh. population was down to like 60 or something. Yeah, that shit was only stupid. The only that is because even like movie-wise, there's a larger gap in between the last Fantastic Four movie and the next X-Men movie to come out. Like, I think X-Men is going to go through a little bit of, um, like, an oversaturation period. And they got to let them cool off, especially with everything that's going on with them. The new mutants getting shelled. I mean, Deadpool is still running around. Like, I think the Fantastic Four is a much easier property. And it gives you a plethora of villains to deal with. We got Doom. We got Galactus. We got Annihilus. Like, those are all Avenger-worthy adversaries that the Fantastic Four can kind of handle on their own and i really you know marvel is so petty like they brought out captain marvel just to fuck with dc because they bring it out shazam like they're they, like that's just how they operate and i feel like they're going to be like fox let me show you how the first family is done right because the minute that disney deal is back on the table oh all of a sudden the fantastic four return to the comics after they've been gone for years you know what i mean it's kind of those things where it's like i the Fantastic, I feel like the Fantastic Four has a much greater chance of being the first Fox property. I don't know when. I don't know when it'll fit in. Um, and we might see. I think we might see certain mutants. Like, but I don't know if we'll get like the full X Men. I feel like we won't see them for a while. Here's my thing. I I, I agree with you fifty percent. The money going to talk otherwise. 2015 Fantastic Four. People have got a bad taste in their mouth from that movie. Disney mm-hmm. is about making that money. What sells more? Hey, we got the we got Marvel's first family back, and we're gonna show Fox how to make a better Fantastic Four movie, or we're gonna show everybody how to do X Men right. The only reason why people are pissed off about X Men because they feel like X Men hasn't been done right by Fox. Right. Me personally, I like the newer trilogy more than so the older trilogy, yeah. but there's still some things that could be done better and more right. With them, ha- and everybody was like, "When's Deadpool coming to the MCU? When's Deadpool?" I still X Men. Yeah. They want to see that 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 has a higher demand. Bob Iker is going to go with higher demand than he is going to go off of comic principle. Bob Iker's not there no more. I I I agree with that. If they do bring the Fantastic Four, I feel like they're going to fill them in into someone else's movie. Yeah, there'll there'll be side characters at best. Like like I said, like they'll get introduced into someone's movie, but I'm like the way Kevin. the, the way Kevin Ferg was Ferguson for Kevin Feige. Whoa. <laughs> he was already saying that we're not going to see any X Men for at least the next six years. But that was something that he went on like the record as saying. He could say that. Yeah, a lot. Of, they, they say that. But until the money talks. It's it, until until <laughs> Avengers probably hit that three hundred million dollar opening weekend. And it's like, and the question is, you you got to sit back and see what this fan base wants. Because there's two kinds of fan bases. There's the comic fan base, which is us. 
Then you have you had the minority that just want to go see these movies because they've been here so long. Yeah. You, they are the ones that's putting the money in the pocket. We've been watching these movies since the nineties. We're going to we're we're, we're going to we're yeah. going to put the money in there regardless. They want to they want to get these minority fans up in here, and the best way to do that is to go with a property that they already know that they want to see a new revamped version of it. I think it's too soon. I, I agree with you. Coming out yeah. this year, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't think I. I think it's way too soon for the X Men. No, no, but I look, Mark. Trust me, because X Men Fantastic Four are my favorites in Marvel. Trust me. Oh, I, I don't like the Fantastic Four at all. <laughs> I don't no, like them. <laughs> but it, for me, those are my two favorites. I'm with you a thousand percent. But there are some things because me personally, I was the only person that said. They should have never made Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Ultron was too soon. I was the only one that said that. I said, me personally, Civil War would have fit better as an Avengers movie than a Captain America movie. <clears throat> so I agree with too soon, but they are going by after Loki, but before Thanos, what villain can hold off on the Avengers? Right. Ultron is the first thing that came to their mind. So I'm like... I, I get why John's Sweden too. He's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like I get why they I get why they, they did that because it's Ultron. But I I've read Age of Ultron. Right. It's too soon for Ultron. Yeah. Some people would argue you probably put it after Thanos. Yeah. And but they yeah. just slapped him in there to have a a a, a villain which you thought was going to be dark and really what tried to be shit. If Ultron was basically there so we can get Vision. That's basically what he was there for in that whole movie. So. That's why I said, if, if they say, Kevin Foggy said, hey, six years, we're going to get the X-Men. We're going to see, we're going to see how it pans out. But after, when they talk, talk, talk about Phase 4, they they will hide shit. And if they say, hey, guess what? We're going to have introduced Fantastic Four in, I don't know, some type of Spider-Man movie maybe or anything that's like that. That's why I feel like if it got to be someone based from New York. Yeah. That is going to, Doctor Strange. Based on New York, Spider-Man, based on any of those like heroes, I feel like that's going to be the best way to introduce. I will, I will tell you this: if we see Namor, we're getting Fantastic Four. I will get. I will. I will bet Namor before Fantastic Four in a heartbeat. The rumor is Namor's going to be in Doctor Strange. Although, other Black, yeah, Black Panther, Black Panther too. Black Panther. That would be interesting. I mean, I would. I, I would take that one too. Because um, Black Panther doesn't. He has like weird villains. It's like Namor and Doctor Doom. Are his two main people that he beefed with that is some like space genies but like I I I think X-Men has weird villains also you, you know and, what I really think this is gonna sound crazy but I'll make this my last point I really think Kevin Foggy is going to see how this Dark Phoenix is going to go I really Dark think Phoenix that is not he probably no, no, no. I know we don't. It's too many reshoots, too many things going, yeah, going wrong. But I really think because you know what? It's like this. He does listen. Could I make money off this cast? Right. He will listen to the face of that if if the response is good. Like that's he said. The reason Civil War happened is because he saw Batman v Superman. Yes. He sits back and listens. We, we can't like he listens argue, and watch what and watches where we as fans you know argue about which is better Marvel DC or we hate he don't care he yeah. watches he studies yep. and I really think it's like okay well we can't go off 2015 Fantastic Four mm-hmm. let's see what this Dark Phoenix got to offer 
if this cast is strong, maybe six years down the line, five years, I bring them in. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I can see what you're saying. I don't think yeah. that cast is going to make it, though. I don't think they're going to be in, in the MCU. If MCU is going to do anything, they're going to get whole new people. But see, that's my problem because it, it was talking about this on John. On, uh, there's a show I watched on John Campion on uh, YouTube, where that's why the Panther starts. Mm-hmm. Because they were saying, "What if you make Magneto a black guy?" I don't think they'll make Magneto a black dude. But the Magneto character is based off a black guy. Yeah. The character. I mean, he's always been. He's the 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 main thing of Magneto, and anyone who knows Magneto can tell you this: the core of his character is that he survived a um. Is he survived the Holocaust? Like he went to a concentration camp as a as as a young child, which was one of my biggest reasons with Apocalypse. Is Apocalypse was trying to do like the same Nazi nonsense in a way. Like that is a core factor of Magneto. Magneto will never be portrayed as an African American. He will always be a Jewish Holocaust survivor. It is like instilled in that character's essence. I agree, but also instilled in that essence is where Stanley got the idea from. I mean, yeah, I don't I wouldn't, I, that would be hard that would be a really, really, really hard sell. I agree like, with I you, but what, but what other property I'm not saying I want that, I'm not saying it's going to happen, I'm just saying what other property is bold enough to do that, to try that? Disney. They Disney wouldn't do that. Disney has never taken any real large leaps with main characters' race. Fox had more leaps by making Johnny Storm black. Like that was a big that was that was huge to me. I was like, oh wow, that they they, they really went for it. Yeah, Generally, I, I they agree. don't. Disney doesn't. They're not. They're they don't do stuff like that. Like they're that's not their wheelhouse. Like I don't think they would do that. Well, like I said, it, it all plans to see how things go in the future. But, but guys, we're going to have to end it right there. I think it was a great conversation between amongst everybody. It was really good. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. As uh-huh. well. Um, so, I hope you guys go out this weekend and see Avengers Endgame. Because see you twice. See you twice. I'm going, to, I'm going back on Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going tomorrow. So I'm Yo, True Life almost cried the second time around. I didn't cry the first time. The second time, they almost got me. Well, the worlds of my eyes filled up when, when, when Tony died because Pepper gave him a nice speech, and I was just like, "About fucking time somebody realizes the good shit you do, Tony." Because you know y'all, be, everybody be hating on Tony, but I'm like, you know, I felt that. It was, it was Peter. No, Peter actually annoyed me. That 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 shit annoyed me. The Peter shit annoyed me. I'm like, you just got back to him and now he's going it's like oh my yeah, god that, that's what got super me. unpopular hot take I'm not a really big fan of this particular Spider-Man that's all you boss we have this okay but you like never mind. Uh, <laughs> as far as like as far as like Peter Parker's and Spider-Man goes he has way too many gadgets for me like oh, yeah, I he's low-key kind of low-key kind of annoying in the way that he I just in the way that he goes, you know, I, I wish I could just make merge them all three of them together to make the because I love elements of every single one of them. I love his youth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just didn't have all the gadgets. The gadgets mess me up every single time. His suit is just a walking CG nightmare to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dusting. <laughs> 
And call me Freddy Cougar, because I'm coming after. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> but you see, you, you probably be the kind of person that frankly, like, you, when they go to sleep, you wave to them in their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're going to end this part of the the, 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 the uh, Nerdgast Talk podcast. I'm glad you guys came with us for both parts. It was an end game weekend this weekend. So that's all you're going to get is that game. Yeah, we'll come back. We're not doing any more movie experiences. Uh, this is the movie that shut down all movies of the year. Uh, there's no more movies after this. Damn, okay. The movie theaters closed. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to see guys. Yeah, I honestly need a Marvel break. Like, I don't, I think I'm going to be chilling for a while. Until and seeing these so early I'm, and everything. I do agree. I do want to see Far From Home, but I'm going to say I do need a Marvel break. Yeah. I do need a Marvel Like, let this be the end. Take like a two year break, like 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 they go to the Disney thing about this. Twenty twenty two is when we're gonna start back up these movies. Fine, yeah, I'm cool with that. Type mm, I like that. That sounds nice to me. Give me anticipation. Give me, you know, give me. Let, let me let me get that second win. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but but it's like twenty twenty. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Hurry up because the child ain't getting no younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like forty one. Although Tom Cruise is fifty six and he's still you 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 look look I don't care we record it now and save it for twenty twenty two you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah I can do, do that. that yep do that y- y- y'all can record like shitload of movies now and just save them yep. you know what I'm saying it's yeah. a hard drive y'all got a hard drive exactly so we're going on Disney Plus series make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly the production we are part of check out the Lulu and Pop and the Lulu and Pop Horror, Horror. Show. Yeah. Along with both sides, you guys can find us also uh, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Gasm Talk Podcast, and Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. Find us on all the podcast apps such as Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, along with YouTube Premium. Mark, thank you for coming on the show. Any I'm other? Yep, all the any social media you want to let the people know where you're at, and of course, you know, promote that little web uh, mini series you got going on. Yep, man. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter under Mark Randall Three RD. Um, check us out at Spaces Philly um, on Instagram and Twitter. We got the Life of Kofi. Um, we're actually starting production on that next month. We're doing casting calls soon, so check the social medias and check that out. Also, um, every other week, you can listen to an episode of me and my wife talk about horror movies and get day drunk with the Lulu and Pop Horror Show. Next episode is. The Curse of La La La, La, La Yorana. I, I wanted to see that, I and I was like, I, I don't know if I should. I heard so much crap about it. Over Pet Cemetery? Why not Pet Cemetery? People said Pet Cemetery was pretty good, though. No, yeah, or a lot of crap over it. Well, one oh, is in the We actually reviewed Pet Cemetery, so go check it out, and you can hear our thoughts about it. Okay, cool. I thought, yeah, I thought it was. I, I'm not. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I just want to hear his It Chapter Two when it come out. Later this year. Oh, can y'all do it? Yeah, it chapter two. I went ahead. It, it, it chapter yeah, we'll two. probably do it before we do it chapter two. Yeah, because the first it was yo. He, there were some moments in that that truly terrified me in the movie theater. I was like yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good to get suspended in movies, man. I tell you, it is. that was a great movie. It was. I love that movie. Too. All right. So once again, this is um, and seeing a place to be. Channel Twenty Mister and For first of all, Mark. Well, were you done, or do you have any more to give out? I didn't want to <laughs> cut you off. Oh no, I was I, I was done. I mean, I feel like we we we've been going for a minute on this. Oh, got you. Uh, yeah. So once again, this is uh, NC the place to be. Children must stay in the anime, anime hero swag on zero. Mister Stark. Oh, God. <laughs> and Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out.
rhythm to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host Mr. A&E Yeah you know it's the place to be, it's NC You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to use humor. But we don't want to insult your intelligence, so nothing too goofy. And we need to avoid any polarizing topics. Oh, and it has to be about how you can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. You know what? Maybe humor is a bad idea. Yeah, it's never going to work. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.